welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. To define man's mission yeah. Look into the sky for divine transmission yeah. Deaf man's vision makes the blind man listen yeah. Eyes on the prize, this is blind ambition Thank you Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast I'm your host, Serial Sensei We are on episode number 142 As always, you can give this podcast a listen on SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Give us a look on the social medias at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page as well as the Dojo Talk Podcast Instagram page. Send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. And you can follow me on Twitter as well as Twitch at Serial Sensei. And as always, I'm joined with my co host Antaku, who has leveled up, gained some additional uh, XP and hopefully HP, celebrating the new year of life. Hi, how you doing, sir? That's not how aging works. <laughs> your, your HP goes down until it hits zero, and then you die. <laughs> Although the, the XP might go up, you get more experience points. It's just you know, so the bars move in the opposite direction. Like one goes up, and the other. What good is experience when your endurance and your friggin' <laughs> your stamina goes down? Like. I can't use any of my PP. Like, <laughs> it just means you you have to fight. Uh, you have to fight smarter, not harder. I have, I have, to, have to grind. To... Oh God, yeah. I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> any um, any any imparting words of wisdom you want to give the uh the youth now that you have another year of life under your belt? Growing up is a fucking trap. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's all we got. <laughs> it's definitely a trap. I I I can attest uh, to that. I'm 30 years old now. This has all been a trap. They um, make you pay for food. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay for food. Insurance is a scam. Car payments are a scam. Credit cards are a scam. It's just all. It's all a setup. System's not set up for you to make you guys. The human body is just irredeemably flawed <laughs> like like if, if evolution and biology were like a business and someone brought like the human body to the table they would be laughed at and like kicked <laughs> out the room and fired oh boy yeah what i'm saying is my back hurts <laughs> <laughs> oh boy what, what episode we picked to come back to <laughs> it's been a very uh traumatic couple weeks yeah yeah the same for me man this has been uh it's been a challenging month to say the least um i won't really get into it but boy has this month uh not been so good to me but think i'm I think i'm coming through on the other side like i see the light at the end of the tunnel now so um I'm getting, I'm getting there. I'm getting, I'm getting my mojo back. Um, this weather is hot, like, like really hot. I don't know where you guys are in the world, but uh, it is burning up over here. Um, and now we got thunderstorms uh, rolling through tonight, and and wind, and 
all of that. So um, hopefully, guys, we can make it through this podcast and not get cut off by Mother Nature because it's not looking too good outside right now. It's 106 degrees in Phoenix. <laughs> Street signs are melting. Yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, Mother Nature's in full effect. So I hope you guys, wherever you're at, stay cool. Hope you got your AC working. Definitely stay hydrated, man. Keep keep your water on deck. Keep your Gatorade on deck. So it's, uh, it's not a joke out here. It is not a joke. Um. So, uh, like I said, uh, hopefully we can get through this episode with no 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 hiccups from Mother Nature. So we'll just uh, get the ball rolling. Uh, first, as always, got to give a shout out to the listeners, Tumblr folk, Twitter folk, wherever you are. We appreciate you. Uh, as far as top cities for the week, let me pull this up real quick. Uh, number one, we got Everett, Washington. Number two, San Antonio, Texas. Number three, Corpus Christi, Texas. Number four, Bergen, Norway. And number five, Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania. So, shout out to you guys. Definitely appreciate the listens. As always, share with your coworkers, uh, friends, family members. Spam your work email. Yeah, spam, <laughs> spam the work email. Uh, shouts to that, uh, the, the dude from Iowa who f- just fucking was spamming his co-workers with Tupac lyrics. <laughs> You're my fucking hero and I right. love you. <laughs> that's what we need. That is what we need more of. Right. He should have gotten promotion. That, that's a shame. I didn't. Did they say what like lyrics he posted? I didn't actually look at the article. Okay, so... so. 66-year-old Jerry Foxhoven. And just so you know, he looks exactly like a man named Jerry Foxhoven <laughs> would look like. Um, was asked to resign after repeatedly declaring his unwavering dedication to 90s rapper Tupac and his music during work hours. During his two-year tenure, the Tupac superfan held Tupac Fridays in his office, handed out Tupac-themed cookies on his 65th birthday, some of which were decorated with words the words thug life and regularly traded Tupac lyrics with staffers. The AP got a hold of all of Foxhoven's emails <laughs> that had been that he had sent containing the words Tupac or Tupac with the actual two. They reached 350 pages. <laughs> <laughs> These are a few examples of the emails courtesy of NPR uh, reporter Tom Mack. Here is an email from 65. You have already received my email reminding you that this Sunday is Father's Day. I am sure you are aware that this Sunday, June 16th, is also Tupac's birthday. Hey. He would be 48 today if he were alive. So, of course, I will be, cele- I will be celebrating both Father's Day and Tupac's birthday. I hope you enjoy the day as well. And take the time to enjoy one of his songs. Hard to believe he's been gone for almost 23 years. Here is an inspirational quote from him. Hey, he... Pay no mind to those who talk behind your back. It simply means that you are two steps ahead. Oh, by the way, on his birthday, I will be—I will have finished my second full year as service director. <laughs> These two years have flown by, and it's been an honor to lead such a dedicated and committed group of people. Hey, man, shout out to Jerry, man. Shout out to Jerry. I, I like the email. They got emails back. From like some of his coworkers, and they're like, "Well, it is formerly Tupac, and thanks for sharing." Smiley face, right, Lynn? Uh, uh-huh. see, they liked it. 
See, Why can't all political scandals be like this? <laughs> I fired that man. He was out here doing doing the good work. Doing the good work, being for the people, carrying on Pac's legacy. See, man. It'd be your, it'd be your own company. <laughs> Jerry Foxhoven, 2020. Just the inauguration is just nothing but, like, <laughs> all eyes on me. Hey, man, I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely with it. Shout out to Jerry, man. Keep 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 doing what you're doing, Jerry. You'll get a, you'll get another job. Fight the good fight. There you go. Somebody somebody has to. And this is this day and age. Somebody's gotta somebody gotta keep fighting the good fight. Keep waving the flag, man. We we appreciate you, Jerry. Um, I don't have any uh, intro ramblings. Uh, nothing nothing much going on on my end. It's just just hot. It's just it's just hot. <laughs> But um, I mean, I, w- I was gonna ramble about the greatest movie trailer ever, mm-hmm. but I think I'm gonna save that for the end. Mm. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. I, 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 <laughs> I was. I am unironically 100% with it. <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> you know what got me mad about it is because I didn't watch. Assuming I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about. I've never seen the original. I don't really enjoy those kinds of movies. But <laughs> me being the dummy that I am, somebody posted on Twitter, like, oh, you thought the It trailer was scary. Wait till you look at this. <laughs> I, I genuinely got excited. Like, oh, this might be great. What is this? And then I clicked on it. And I was like, oh, this this was a joke. <laughs> oh, my God. I wanted... yeah. We'll save it. <laughs> Yeah, joke, yeah. joke flew right over my head. Joke, joke. After five seconds of the trail, I was like, "Oh, this ain't a horror movie." I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is, but <laughs> it is, but it wasn't, you know, wasn't intended that way. Oh man, but <laughs> so as far as uh today's show goes, um, it's gonna be an interesting podcast. So if you listen last week, that's 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 not the word I'd use. Interesting. Interesting in the fact that in, we're going to... In a meta have, sense. In that we have to elevate what we watch. Right. <laughs> These are the episodes I'm going to ask you guys to like really just try to appreciate what we what we try to bring to you guys every week. Um, like like most, most, most cards you watch, you know, you can get something out of, you know, there's something of of weight, something of substance, or even if it is a card where like the, the fights don't necessarily mean much, like you get like a lot of entertainment, you might get some really crazy moments, just something to hold on to. Um, this wasn't one of those cards. Nope. It, it's, 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 um, and we don't say that often. I think we're pretty fair in terms of like criticism. I, I say we're pretty lenient. Yeah. We, yeah. we are some easily entertained people. Yeah. And we're okay with that. But this, but, uh, this, this ain't it. <laughs> there, were, there were, like, three different, like, well, it was, like, two different title fights, and then the Blan, uh, the Blakovic, uh, Lahovic, Rocco fight were going to be the main event of this card at one point. Instead, we got what we got. Yeah, and it was, uh, outside of a few choice moments, like, literally a handful, um, there is not 
a lot to go on this card. So I don't know how we're going to elevate this and make it sound more interesting than it was, but we're, we're going to get through it. I don't envision this being a very long episode because, to be honest, guys, there is not a lot to talk about. And it's sometimes it's not a lot to talk about because fights end really fast. And that happened on a few fights on this card. But sometimes there's not a lot to talk about because you just got a lot of fights where just nothing really happened. Just a lot of just meh. Just a lot of meh. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. We'll start off, you know, as always, we'll uh, run through some news and notes. Definitely got uh, some fight announcements going on. Bellator has like 80 fights by themselves. Uh, we'll run through a few uh, headlines. You know, it's, it's it's not a week in MMA if a fighter doesn't get in trouble or locked up or something just bad happens. So we, we have those those uh, those stories. And we'll... It's almost like when you... You have a sport that involves causing violent harm to another human being for money. It attracts poor characters. Mm. Connection. Mm. <laughs> so, something to think about. Maybe we, we should explore that one. Thing. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, the bad apples will find their way here. They they will find their way here. So we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll, we'll probably talk about a little, little Pacquiao and Thurman. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about that fight, but we'll we'll probably briefly mention that. It was the most entertaining fight of the ones I watched this weekend. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, it was. And it's crazy <laughs> because I was not looking forward to that fight at all, to be honest. I uh, did not care for that fight. Yeah. But looking back, yeah, that probably was the best thing that happened this weekend. I, I, I know for a fact that um, on... God, was it the the top rank card on Friday? There was supposedly like a really good fight of the year contender on the undercard that I missed, but it's it's so fucking hot. I yeah. I, I can't be bothered to do anything. <laughs> Between the heat and just life being life, um, it's been hard. I'm gonna lie. This has been the first week where I haven't been like catching fights on time. I just haven't been in the mood. But uh, we'll just run this from the top. We'll uh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get this party started, so to speak. There's no party. This card was not a party. But anywho, <laughs> fighting news. It was an awkward party. Yeah. yeah, everybody was standing on the wall, and like one guy tried to hit the dance floor, and then like other people came to the dance floor, but nobody really knew how to dance. It's like nobody there knew anybody. Yeah, it was it was yeah. Yeah. We all left the party trying to just like, yeah, why did we? There had to have been something else to do tonight. Like, why did we? Why did we come here? <laughs> but fight news and announcements uh, running from the top. Could we, um, could we, I, feel, I feel it's only proper that we start with the sad one. Um. I want to. Oh yeah, yeah. We we can. We, we yeah, lost, let's get the sad news out the way. We lost um one of the greatest of all time. And it's truly unfortunate. Uh, rest in peace to one Purnell Sweet Pea Whitaker. Um, died in a, uh, a, a, a vehicle accident in uh, Virginia Beach, I believe it was, this past week. So, re- rest in peace. Absolute monster. Like, legit, like, 
greatest, arguably the greatest defensive fighter of all time. If you want to know where Floyd got it from, he got it from watching Sweet Bay. Yeah, yeah, he he was definitely like the Floyd before Floyd. Like, if you if you go back and watch any of Whitaker's highlights, or I mean, a, a lot of his fights are on YouTube. You can go back and watch. Um, yeah, man, he 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 was different. That that dude was uh, one of those guys that was just kind of operating on another wavelength than the rest of the world. Um, and it's crazy to think he probably wasn't taking this sport very seriously. Or at least as seriously as he could have at the time. Like, if I remember right, like, he he should have beat Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. Most of his most of his fights came from him just fucking with his opponent. He 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 would let you throw like four or five, and you would miss all of them, and he might hit you with a little shuffle. A little, <laughs> a, a little something to let you know, like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't really come close. And and then there was the whole, you know, I, I don't want to get too negative because you know, obviously we're memorializing this dude, the, the whole coke problem, which he had. So, um, which really probably cut his career short at the end there. But dude was an absolute monster, like talent wise. I'd say he's like the best boxer like the last 20, 30 years. Like, yeah. Like, if you think Vasily Lomachenko is operating in the Matrix, like, there's no, like, there's no, there's no analog, there's no metaphor. Like, he was just that much better. And what's what's really sad is if you look at uh, Whitaker's record, there there are some losses that he has that are I, more than questionable. Um, I, I went back and did my homework and watched some of his fights. If you watch his fight with uh, Ramirez, definitely a fight that he won that somehow the judges gave otherwise. I, I don't know how you guys can go. That fight is on YouTube if you want to go watch it. Um, his fight with uh, uh, Chavez was somehow ruled a draw, even though he boxed Chavez's face off. And... <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what the judges were watching. But no, nah, man. But Pernell Whitaker, yeah, that, that dude, man, just crazy defensively what he was just able to do. Like, you, you just imagine watching him fight. Like, he had to have been one of the most frustrating guys to fight. Like, just unfucking touch. Do yeah. won titles from 135 all the way up to 154. And, like, when you watch him fight, it didn't look like he was trying that hard. Like,. <laughs> It looked like all of those, like, he, he would do things that would, like, that looks crazy. And he made it look, he made it look like that was just kind of normal for him. Like, he was just, this was just another day in the office. I'm going to dodge six punches in a row, and then I'm going to hit you with a three-piece, and you're not going to know what happened. Yeah. Yeah, and he just made it, made it look effortless, man. Yeah, one of, one of those... One, one of those guys, man, he, that was a special talent. And it sucks, because, like, he was only, what, 50... Five. Yeah, like that's, you know, we, we get on here, we make fun of how old we are, and we're, you know, but in, in the grand scheme of things, like 55, man, you got it's so much more life to live. Um, it, it sucks that, yeah, that got cut short. As far as I know, like, I don't think the, far in terms of the accident, like, I don't think there was any foul play, like, no alcohol, no, 
as far as I know, I don't I don't remember uh, reading anything about that. Yeah, in the same year, like I think it was just an accident. Yeah, just yeah, just well, yeah, just a really un just super unfortunate man, really 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 unfortunate. But I, I would advise anybody, you know, if if you're a boxing fan, I'm pretty sure you know about him. But if you don't know Pernell Whitaker, if you don't really watch boxing like that, or maybe if you do watch boxing but you're not familiar with you know some of the older fighters. Go go back and do your homework on him, man. That that guy was he he was definitely something special. Re- really entertaining to watch. Just dude, dude was the, he was the whole package, man. He was definitely the whole package. So uh, rest in peace to Pernell Sweet P. Whitaker. All right, now we got the sad news out the way. So let's get to the sadder news. <laughs> <laughs> we have like six other really sad stories here. Uh, let's, let's break them up. Let's do fight announcements and then we'll okay, okay. We'll come right. back around to some of these, you know, you know, MMA guys are just out here just bugging. But uh, right, uh, a uh, uh, signing announcement: Alexander Emelianenko goes and talks with bare knuckle boxing. Ugh. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the worst. See, see what you guys out there supporting? That's what you give your money to. I like to point out that there's like. As far as I know, it's unsubstantiated other than the fact that he can't get licensed here. Which might have to do with the fact that he's a fucking psychopath, but yeah. um, it's also rumored that Emilia, uh, older Emilianenko has, like, hep. Which is why he can't get licensed here. Uh. So, in a sport that, you know... Even if you you blow the other guy out, you're still probably going to be end up bleeding by the end of the first round or whatever. Like maybe don't like maybe don't sign that guy. Yeah. The guy with hep. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> For y'all who don't know, uh, we're, we're talking hepatitis. You, yeah. Uh, you probably don't want to fight with that. Um. I don't know, like, who would want to accept that fight, because that's just not smart. Like, also, I don't want to brush past the fact that he, not too long ago, got out of jail on, um, on, like, rape and sexual assault charges, where he, like, and, I, uh, what's the word for, like, when you take somebody's passport? Because I think he took, like, he took, like, it was his 19-year-old housekeeper, and he, and he, like, took her... Yeah, like... No, like... Older Emilianenko is a monster. Yeah. Not quite that sick, but... Dude he, is a... Dude is a, a fucked up place. Yeah, he's been out here a while. He, he's been, uh... He's been bugging out. He's been bugging out. So, uh... Let's not bring the hip uh, to bare knuckle. No, 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 nobody needs that. I mean, there's a dude who was rocking some fake Russian mafia tattoos until he went to prison... They had to get him scrubbed because he got checked. Like, <laughs> the man lives a wild and crazy life. <laughs> yeah, just, just keep uh, him over there. Just, you know, I know bare knuckles wild. They don't need to get that wild. We got we to gotta have limits. We got to have uh, some kind of standards at some point. I mean, he might not bring gloves, but he might bring some guns, like, and some pep. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get to these real fighters. Yeah, let's get to some real, uh, real, real official <laughs> fight announcements. So running from the top, uh, 
at UFC Vancouver. We're going to have Donald Cerrone versus Justin Gaethje. Um, I'll just say real quick off top, uh, I don't think Final Form Dad Cerrone wants this smoke. I don't think this fight ends well for him. And it, Gaethje is the, the guy, the type of guy who is always given Cerrone problems. And if he just refuses to get into a boxing match with Cerrone, um, if he refuses to just give Cerrone space, he's gonna fucking knock him out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know that, you know, yeah. <laughs> Not much else to add. Like, Cerrone's like a... For all Gaethje, you know, is his kind of wild style, he's still a very, like, highly skilled fighter. It's not like he's just out there just winging stuff. Like, I mean, he's he yeah, really he, good technique. He's really highly skilled. In a straight-up, like, just kickboxing match, I, I, I don't think Cerrone wants that. And you can try to wrestle him, but dude, dude's a pretty good wrestler. So maybe he's, maybe Cerrone's the guy to get him down. Maybe, maybe that that might be his best chance. I think if Cerrone can try to mix it up, you know, he might have a good chance. Even if he doesn't get him down, just have that threat there, have it be a, a legitimate threat, give Gaethje something extra to think about. Maybe that'll open up some space, let him, let him get off a crazy head kick or something. But yeah, I don't know, man. Out. Yeah, that's that's a tough fight. But it's lightweight. <laughs> There's violence all around. That's what lightweight is. So I'm looking forward to it regardless. Uh, moving on down the line at UFC Copenhagen, we will have Ian Kutalaba versus Khalil Roundtree. And also on the same card, we'll have Macy uh, Chiasone versus Lena Landsberg. At UFC Shenzhen, uh, we will have the Leech, Jiangli versus Aleski Dos Santos. And Kai Car France versus Mark De La Rosa. Um, I guess real quick uh, before we move on, if, if Dos Santos gets past the Leech, and this is gonna be an awesome fight because these two guys are just you know violence. I mean, you say that, but like Zelensky Dos Santos has shown that he is smart enough to just take the guy yeah. down and <laughs> get to his back. His last fight, he was like, "Chill." <laughs> he was like, "I don't want to do all that spinning shit." Yeah, yeah. But if if he gets past the Leech, which I, I love the Leech, man, but I, I think Zaleski probably takes this. Um, can we get this guy like a, a top? I don't know. If, I don't know if Lee is uh, ranked, but I'm assuming even if he is, he's probably close to the bottom of the top 15 if he's even ranked. So if, if Zaleski gets past this, man, we got to get this guy a name, like like a name name. Hey, this is the issue. Like, who do you give him? I don't know who's not a uh, who's not busy right now. Because every because because Dana White refusing to give anybody like a clear like answer on who's the title uh, like who's the title who who's the number one contender or what's a title elimination fight. Like Jorge Masvidal thinks he's gonna get a title shot. Colby Covington thinks he's gonna get a title shot. Like I'm sure Robbie Lawler thinks if he beats Colby Covington, he's in title contention. And you have Leon Edwards who just. Freaking is just so anxious to get his fucking win back against Jorge Masvidal. Give so. him, uh, give him Kiesa. That's that's somebody uh, of, of the names available. I wouldn't be mad at that. That's that's, that's somebody. It's something. It's a thing. It's a thing. I'll I'll, I'll take a I'll take a Zaleski versus Kiesa fight. Watch them do like Zaleski versus Maya. 
right? <laughs> I don't know. Just just give the man some kind of notable fight, assuming he he wins that. But definitely looking forward to that one. Um, you know what? Duzaleski versus uh, Ben Askren. There we go. Mm. Let's see. If I ben like Askren that. Learn to defend a fucking fly. I like that. Face. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. There we go. Yeah. Put put that. Put a stamp on that one. Zaleski versus Askren. I'm all for it. Um. Moving on down the line. Uh, at UFC. Uh, so this card doesn't have a uh, official name, I don't believe. It's just listed as a fight night that'll happen in October. But we'll have Cub Swanson versus Cron Gracie. Um, I think that's the Joanne and JJ Michelle Waterson card, if I'm not mistaken. I was going to say, is this, uh, you think this is a retirement fight for Cub? Uh, nah. Cub's gonna keep fighting forever. Alright, well, maybe maybe not retirement fight, but, like... How many has he lost in a row? At least four? Mm. Out of the UFC if he loses this? Uh, probably not. Okay. I, I, I think Dana likes him. Like, they, they, like, you have to... At this point, you have to be, like, really bad or really expensive or just, like, really annoying... Or really boring to get like cut from the UFC, like, yeah, and, like, and, 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 <laughs> yeah, like Cubs gonna be a dude that could stick on the main card and have a fun fight every time out. So like, I, I, I figure as long as he's happy, or not happy because he doesn't seem happy not getting like a title shot, but as long as he, as, as long as they're going to pay him to fight, I think he's gonna stick around. We'll see. We'll see. That's, that's going to be a tough matchup. Um, then moving on to UFC Mexico City, Carla Esparza versus Alexa Grasso, and also Sajara Eubanks versus Batch Cohea. And uh, the last fight announcement I have for the UFC for the 80th time, uh, Vulcan Uzdemir and, and uh, Lear Latifi uh, has been rebooked for a UFC Uruguay. And I'm just I just have a feeling that fight's just not going to happen. Like, it just keeps getting... Moved and rebooked and moved and rebooked and moved and rebooked, but hopefully that becomes a thing uh, at some point. Um, Visa issues, bro. <laughs> something. Um, I'll save the stories for last. One. I'll come back. I'll circle back around after we do the rest of these. Um, on the last uh, other one, other UFC note I had: uh, UFC signed Shudo uh, flyweight champion Laura Fritzen. Well, I could not find any footage on. Mm. Um, yeah, she's fighting uh, Carolina. Uh, was it Carolina or Caroline Rosa? Yeah, I was trying to find footage of her and I couldn't. Nothing on YouTube. I don't know if I was just searching the wrong places, but uh, we'll we'll, we'll see what she looks like. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll circle back to some UFC news after I run through the rest of these. Um, Bellator. Bellator has a lot going on. A lot, lot going on at Bellator. So. This fight isn't official yet, but they are targeting uh, Douglas Lima versus Roy McDonald for the welterweight title is being targeted for an event in October. Definitely, definitely looking forward to that. Um, at Bellator Dublin, Michael Venom Page will be fighting Richard Keeley. Um, I saw some people in an uproar about that matchmaking. 
I'm gonna just leave it alone. I'm just not gonna. I mean, I think they just. I think he's just like a showcase fighter, man. Like he is there so that he can cave in. Uh, Cyborg Santos's like skull, and then put a Pokemon hat on, and then get like six million views on YouTube or something. Like he's not there to be a contender. Apparently, because this <laughs> going from Douglas Lima <laughs> to this kind of wild. But you know what? Ah, uh, well, hey, yeah. On the other hand, he did get the fuck knocked out. Man. But that's you know, I get it. You want to give him a step down, but Lord. Like, and also, like Bellator isn't the UFC, like. But no, nah, they had options, man. You can't yeah. tell me there was. <laughs> you can't tell me there wasn't. What what what's the old boy doing? Where's uh that one guy? I don't remember his name. The guy who beat Eric Silva, the Russian dude. Where where's he at? What's he doing? Uh Groshkov? No, um Am- is it Amasov? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where is he? Know. I don't think he has a fight lined up. Where's he at? Yeah, there there had to have been another name. But yeah, you know what, man? I I'm I'm kind of off the whole M- not off the M V P at this point, I'm just like, you know what, whatever they do with him, whatever. I'm just not even going to. If he gets a big fight, he gets a big fight. If not, it is what it is. Get out, get your highlight reel. I'm, I'm not mad. Whatever. I'm, I'm moving on. Got to rebuild, bro. Yeah. And 11 fights, we're going to see him fight old man Roy McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> At uh, Bellator 229, uh, we will have Andre Korchkov versus Lorenz Larkin. And also Sada Wad versus Gordy Yamayuchi. Both of those should be pretty awesome. And at Bellator 228, uh, we will have the re- it's a rematch, right? Between Leo Leoto Machida and Gegard Musasi. Um, what a fight. Yeah. That doesn't need to happen. <laughs> That's... Well, at the same time, like, it seems like Gegard Musasi just not interested in fighting anymore. It's literally just something he does to make money in between building, like, dorms in the Netherlands. <laughs> Yeah, it looks. Yeah, boy, he looked he looked checked out in that Lovato fight, but that'll be a thing. And then real quick, uh, because uh, like I said, Bellator's got a lot going on. Bellator 226 and 228 have both been announced. Um, these both both of these cards will serve for the featherweight Grand Prix that they're doing. So I'm gonna run through these really quick. Um, Bellator 226 is looking to be headlined by Ryan Bader versus Chet Congo. And then as far as the Grand Prix fights, we'll have Daniel Strauss versus Derek Campos, Pat Curran versus Adam Borix, Emmanuel Sanchez versus Taiwan Claxton, and Sam Cecilia versus Pedro Carvalho. And then on Bellator 228, that'll be headlined with the title fight between uh, Patricio Pitbull versus Juan Archuleta. And Ooh, then, that's such a great fight. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's fire. <laughs> and then the rest of the card... Uh, that's the same card as Machida Musasi. And then to fill out the rest of the featherweight fights, uh, Darian Caldwell versus Henry... Uh, that. Start over. <laughs> Darian Caldwell versus Henry Corrales, Daniel Vichel versus uh, Saul Rogers, and AJ McKee versus Georgie Karakanyan. And wha- actually what I really like about what they're doing with this tournament that I read... Um, so after this first round is over, the second round is kind of just random. Like, I guess they're just picking names out of a hat. That's how they're doing the matchups. So it's not like a a bracket. So you got a chance to fight anybody after that first round. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, so I, I kind of like that. And yeah. like, I re- like, what I really like about this 
thing where they do all like the the fights on the same night. It just makes for like good cards. Like this is reminiscent of like old Bellator, like yeah. back when like Lyman Good and like Ben Askren were, you know, fighting on uh, MTV. I guess it was. Yeah. Was it? Like, what? and they had, and they had all four of the guys fighting the same night, or all Not- eight of the guys fighting the same night. And I think it works better now for Bellator because I feel like they, compared to back then, like they're a little deeper in terms of talent. And I also like this tournament because, to be honest, I don't know who's going to win this. Like, I, I don't really know what's going to happen in this tournament. And I think that's a good thing. Like, 45 is one of their deepest divisions, one of their better divisions. It is their best division, in yeah. my opinion. And they got talent all over the place in this tournament so i don't know who's gonna win this and that makes it all the more exciting like i'm looking forward to seeing like if taiwan claston can can climb the ladder if if pat curran got one last run in the tank um i'm definitely got an eye on aj mckee because he's no matter if he can get past karakanyan he's gonna face a lot of solid competition um so yeah this tournament and then you got darian caldwell at, at 45 so yeah, man, that, that tournament's going to be fire. That This, this is going to be a really, really fun tournament to watch. So really, Yeah, like, all these dudes, like, they are, they're coming in with some steam. Like, Adam Borix obviously just knocked the shit out of uh, uh, Pico. Like, Pedro Carvalho just, like, ruined Derek Capos not too long ago. Like, even the dudes who, like, Sam Cecilia, like, a known guy. Like, we, we, we know he's not, like, the best dude in the world, but, like, He's got recent wins over Gal- uh, Galvao and, like, Campos. Like, these are dudes on some runs. Yeah. And, yeah, this, this is some really good, like, compelling stuff, so. Yeah. This is this some of Bellator's best, uh, on paper. This is some of their best stuff. Like, this, these both of these cards are going to be, like, must-see. You're definitely not going to want to miss these. Yeah, it's not like that Gallagher-Eleanor card. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for ripping on those cards because they're basically just like Bama cards, but still, don't insult my intelligence. But I'm I'm happy with these two. Uh, and the last note I got for Bellator is they signed Miles Jury. Apparently, he wasn't too happy with the UFC, so we'll get to see him in Bellator. I mean, he uh, he took like two years off. What the fuck did he expect? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what the beef they got. But uh, Miles Jury will be in Bellator. Um, and then moving on for fight announcements over in Ryzen. Um, at Ryzen 18, we will have Kyoji Horiguchi uh, against Kai Asakura. It is a non-title fight. Um, God, I didn't want to mention this. Um, at some uh, Combate Americas card, which I did not write down because I was reluctant to bring this up. But uh, Tito Ortiz versus... Uh, what, what, Alberto, ah, Alberto, Alberto Del Rio. Del Rio. Yes, yeah, that's that's a thing. That's, that's the magic fight, baby. Y'all, y'all have fun with that. I mean, Del Rio fought Krokop. He he has the strength of competition, <laughs> and he did it in a mask, so it's a handicap. If Tito wins, he's gonna call out John Jones. If Tito wins, he has to call out Brock Lesnar. Well, wait, who, who's the big Mexican star in wrestling right now? I guess it'd be, um, what's his name? Shit, the dude who was just wrestling Rey Mysterio. 
see, this is what happens when you don't watch WWE anymore. He's dating Charlotte. Uh, and, ah, Andraj, there we go. He can fight Andraj. Lord, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you guys. Uh, I'll let y'all sort that one out. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna play the sideline <laughs> on that one. Hey, you said the same thing about Liddell Ortiz. <sighs> don't remind me that I was. <laughs> I'm, that might have been the angriest time up. Like, <laughs> that's one of the angriest MMA-related moments I think I've ever had in my life. I've never been more disappointed in myself that, like, I actually. <clears throat> God, I gotta go repent all over again. I forgot I did that. I gotta. I gotta go do community service for watching that. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta go make the world a better place. <laughs> 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 I really did do that to myself. Jesus uh, Christ. Man. But uh and then the last uh well two more fight or well, one fight announcement and then one signing. Um uh Badahari and Rico Verhoeven, they'll be running it back. That'll be at Glory, I don't know what number, but it's on December twenty first. Um so they're, I'm giving, down. so they're giving Badahari like five months to get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that, <laughs> that, that turns out. And John Lineker, who we mentioned uh, on the last podcast because he got released. And I told you guys I, I wasn't too sad because I was positive he would get picked up in a heartbeat. And he got signed to one championship like two days later. So, shout out to John Lineker. Let's see how freaking rigorous that their uh, that weight-cutting rule is. Mm. <laughs> Are they going to have John Lineker fight at 155? He's going to be – John Lineker's going to kill people over there. Like, John Lineker just freaking stomping some poor, like, Filipino 19-year-old boy's, like, head into the ground. Some some kid who's trying to make money for his family, and he's, like, literally, he might kill him. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not going to be pretty. But glad he got signed, so, you know, Fist of Cups live on. Yeah, violence. Yeah. So, violence never leaves. That guy like him will always be in an employment line somewhere. Um, so, I guess to circle back to the UFC for some news, uh, quick shout-outs and mentions to Chad Mendez. Uh, he officially retired. I wish he could bring Uriah Faber with him, but that's another story. But he officially retired. Um, I don't have his record pulled up in one of my uh, tabs, but... I mean, I can just say, man, like, Mendez was definitely one of my favorites. Uh, really enjoyed watching him in WEC when they got brought over, you know, when the whole absorption thing happened and all they, all of those guys got brought over to, over to the UFC. He was one of the guys I was definitely most uh, looking forward to. Um, never, unfortunately, won a title, but was in just a lot of great fights. Um, locked a lot of, <laughs> Knocked a lot of dudes out. Um, his fight that that rematch with Aldo probably one of the uh, really that's an underrated fight that's that's like an all time great fight that doesn't get a lot of of mention that's that was that's a really awesome fight um, came up on the short end of the stick but it was an incredible performance um, yeah man M- Mendez just I've never I've never watched a Mendez fight and been disappointed um, he, yeah just aw- awesome fighter man dude dude is you know. 
one, one of the best of the lighter weight classes. So uh, best of luck to him in retirement. And just don't be like your Rod Faber and come back when you're 40. Like, just, just chill out, man. Like, just, just, just chill out. I don't think he'll have that option, to be honest. Favor can do it because Favor was a big star, and sadly, Mendes never was. Yeah. Um, I, I I feel for Mendes. Like I feel like that whole Team Alpha Male, uh, Dwayne Ludwig falling out situation, like just it it happened at the worst possible time. Where like it it, it finally felt like his whole entire game was coming together. He takes the Connor fight, which he probably shouldn't have done um, on really short notice. Same thing with, uh, not not same as he's going to short notice, but he probably should have took more time off. Because, you know, he, in, uh, after that fight, because that, that was within like eight months of the, the war with Aldo. Yeah. And then he goes out and gets knocked out by Frankie. It's just. Dude could have had, like as good as his career has had been has been uh, he he could have done like I feel like there's a lot we we missed out on and obviously the drug test that he failed and missed like two years of his career with um three, yeah like two two and a half um uh, um dude was on, like one of the best pure athletes MMA's ever had like. If there was like an MMA combine, he he probably plays like top ten in every category. Yeah, dude, dude, dude was definitely a freak, <laughs> like a- athletically, and just had that unreal kind of power too for a guy his size. Um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm miss watching him fight, man. He he was all he was always a guy I was really looking forward to anytime I, I saw his name pop up, and boy, that Volkanovski fight was awesome. Um, obviously he didn't win, but like I said, if you watch a Mendez fight, even if he loses, it's going to be an entertaining fight, man. He, 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 he was always in there to win it. And I always appreciated that. So shout out to Chad Mendez, man. Best of luck, um, in retirement. And the last bit of news before we move on to some fights, uh, you, you want to talk about Mr. Abel Trujillo and his, uh, well, whatever he's doing out here, no, no, uh, up to no good. Up, no, up to no good. No good is understatement. So, again, we on a week where I'm upset because we have MMA's resident wife beater uh, getting spots on ESPN. A former UFC white beater. A guy who was arrested like multiple times before he got signed to the UFC for domestic abuse. Um, Abel Trujillo. Uh, he got locked up this past week. Uh, or was this la- uh, This was like, yeah, last week. Um, ex- uh, DA, DA, ex-UFC fighter Abel Trujillo sent genitalia photos and masturba- uh, masturbation videos to 16-year-old girl. Uh, former UFC fighter Abel Trujillo was accused of sending explicit text messages and videos to a female he knew was underage. Trujillo, 35, is alleged to have sent pictures of his genitalia and videos of him masturbating after friending a 16-year-old on Instagram and Snapchat in March 2018, according to an arrest affidavit obtained by MMA Junkie. Uh, the The alleged victim, 
told police that she asked for him to stop multiple times and blocked him. About seven months later, after she refreshed her social media accounts, he started sending more nude photos and she went to the police. The alleged victim told police she believed Rahil knew her. Uh, she was in high school, uh, high school at the time of the exchanges. So, like, don't do that. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, that's. Uh, I didn't know that there was a break. Yeah, that that I didn't know. That so, <laughs> I mean, this wasn't good on any level, but that makes it worse. It's almost like. The the man who repeatedly beat his ex partner has an obsessive personality when it comes to controlling women. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When when you get a seven month break, and it's like, had you just chilled out in those seven months, you might have been okay. I mean, this might have just kind of just went away. And you just kind of just couldn't leave it alone. After uh, after obtaining a, obtaining a search warrant, police entered Trujillo's apartment on January 19th. The affidavit states Trujillo admitted to uh, multiple conversations with females under the age of 18. No, females. Plural. And he knew that the alleged victim was under 18. Trujillo denied Banks was involved and admitted to requesting news from the alleged victim, as well as sending her explicit pics. Uh, it seized his phone. Uh, dozens of photos of nude young women were discovered in Trujillo's iPhone gallery, according to the affidavit. The age of women could not be verified, but several photos also appeared to have matched the nudes Trujillo allegedly sent to the victim. Ooh, I didn't realize this. Trujillo was signed as early as twenty nine, like as early as earlier this year. Yeah, he, he was over in that uh that other league. The, he was supposed to fight with the Tibau. Yeah, he, he had a fight book and he got got pulled because of this. It was, it was a, I think it was called Battle FC. I want to say. Uh, I think that was, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was on that. He was on that card because there are a couple other UFC dudes on that card. Um. Yeah, Abel Trujillo was out here just kind of R. Kelly in it, uh, which is, that's that's never a good thing. Um, I can't remember what the sentence is. I know they said, like, each charge brings up, like, a certain amount of money. Can't remember what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, hold up. I, I, I... But to be honest, it seems like he won't be away for that long. Both are class. Six felonies that carry a potential sentence of 12 to 18 months in prison and a fine of $1,000 to $100,000. Uh, Trujillo on Wednesday posted $10,000 bail. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, bond and was released from Douglas County Jail where he had been since June 16th. Hold on, so is that 12 for each account? Uh, or like 12 overall? So 12 for each account, then all right, he actually might be out of here for. Two or three years, which doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was wondering. Like, when I read the time and then what he did, I was like, I feel like this doesn't really match up. It also doesn't state where he has to register as a sex offender, so I don't know. Yeah. But uh, mm. e either way, Trujillo's, he he's out here wilding out, so. um, Yeah, bye. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say. I mean, 
probably not a guy. And you know what I, I thought of is that, like, hypothetically speaking, let's say, I don't know, like he does like a year, he, he's back out, and he, he fights again. The, the sad part is he'll get signed to an organization, and they won't even bring this up in commentary. Like, it won't even be a thing. I mean, did they bring up for what's-his-face yesterday at all? Did they even allude to the re- like they? That's the thing. They alluded to the fact that Juan Adams called out Greg Hardy. Yeah, they didn't say why. But they didn't say <laughs> why. Yeah, no, didn't say why. Did not say why at all. Yeah, yeah. The uh, UFC's pretty uh, pretty shit. Yeah, yeah. They don't uh. I also have words for fucking Dominic Cruz, but we'll we'll get to that. Ooh, they are not a good. You cannot put those two on a card by themselves. Oh, Anik and Cruz? Yeah, nah, not a good... Ooh, boy. Well, I, I, I have words for Cruz for the, uh, the, um... The, uh, the Hooker-Vic fight. I got... <laughs> I got words for Anik. <laughs> God, what was it? The Raquel? I think it was the Raquel-Pennington fight. <clears throat> oh, boy, yeah, those two are not good together. You have to have... Either DC or you got to put somebody that Dan Hardy felt somebody has to be there. You cannot put those two on a card together. It is not good. Um, but that's all we got. Uh, that's all I have for fight news and announcements. So I guess we can just move on uh, to some fights. So before we get to the UFC, uh, I guess we can briefly talk about this uh, Manny Pacquiao and Keith Thurman fight. Um, I'll, I'll let you head this one off. Uh, it was really good. Done. All right, all right, all right, all right. That's not fair. Um, Pacquiao, the the fact that Pacquiao is still out here at forty years old and he's able to move how he moves and still has the speed and power and like and balance, which is always like. One of the un, like the more underrated things that leaves you when you get older, like your back and your knees start to hurt. It's a lot harder to stick with your punches. But he just he knew it was out there flowing. He dropped Thurman in the first round, ran away with like the first half of the fight. Um, Thurman, to his credit, like he looked like shit in the first few rounds, but he he really bounced back in like the middle rounds. And there's a strong argument that he won like rounds like six through nine. Um, <clears throat> But he he's just not the dude who who is going to be down and come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he 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 never felt comfortable just sitting down and throwing. Like he would throw first, and that's when he'd have all his success. He'd back Pacquiao up against the ropes, land like a big punch. Like he even like there was even one uh, one time in like the sixth or seventh round where he clipped Pacquiao with like a gorgeous like oh. Bait the jab, step back, let him throw the counter like right hand, and then just pop him with a one-two. Um, but like the air, like Pacquiao lost the Horn fight because Horn refused to give Pacquiao any space and just outpaced him. Thurman was I, Thurman did not do that. He, he was just like it. It really felt like he didn't have any idea how to win this fight. It felt like he was fighting to, like, not get finished, but not really to win. 
Yeah, like, especially at the back end of the fight where like he's down, but he's just not throwing like power shots at all. Right. And like his coaches are begging him to put Pacquiao on the ropes, and when he does, he just backs out to the center. And that's the thing, like Pacquiao, when he was against the ropes, he wasn't exactly throwing. It wasn't even moving. He was just shelling up and waiting for like Thurman to stop, and Thurman stopped. Like if that had been Crawford or Spence. Oof. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I think they would have put a whooping on Pacquiao yeah, in those, that, in those same situations. That anyway, yeah, yeah, like that would got ugly. You know, we we can argue about their ability to get Pacquiao to those situations, but you know, Thurman was able to do it. And that's not exactly Thurman's skill set. He's he fights off the back foot. <clears throat> so someone like Spence or Crawford who can walk people down, like I expect them to be able to. To exploit those types of things, but um, yeah, it, it was a fun fight. Um, shouts to Pacquiao, it was just like, dude is still out here, he is one of the top 147 pounders on the planet, he's still undersized, he, he's 40 years old, but he's still lighting like guys like Keith Thurman up. Um, as for Thurman, I don't know what this signifies. Like, did you watch this fight with Josecito Lopez earlier this year? Mm, nope, don't think it, I did. It was not pretty. Uh, he got out to like a quick lead, but by the back half of the fight, he looked like he was dead tired and like his legs were gone and he was getting beat up. I want to say that fight was only like a majority decision. Like, it, it was not a good look for Thurman. Um, but yeah, uh, like I, I don't know what this says for his future. Um, I know they wanted, I know he wanted like the Porter rematch, but like the Sean Porter that, let, let me check something real quick, Sean Porter, because Porter's going to be fighting Spence soon, uh, yeah, like the, the Porter who fought, um, Danny Garcia probably beats Keith Thurman, but the Porter who fought Ugas, like that's a, hmm, that, oh, that's hard. That's hard, because I thought Ugas beat Porter, if I remember right. But, and I, I don't know what's up with Porter. I don't, like, maybe this is just him. I don't know. Like, being exposed sounds so weird, because Porter is a top five, top guy at one, at, at welterweight. But, you know, it's all, it, this is how you lose your O, man. You don't adapt. Yeah, I don't have uh, <laughs> you pretty much covered everything. Uh, all I can really add is that, like, uh, I wasn't really looking forward to this fight. Like, when it got announced, I was kind of like, yeah, all right, whatever. That's, that's the thing. Um, but as we stated uh, before we started recording, <laughs> this this probably was the best fight that happened this weekend. Uh, and I don't know what that says <laughs> about this UFC card, but it, it probably was the best fight, uh, at least of the fights that we watched that, that happened this weekend. Um, yeah, all I remember thinking, and I didn't, I, I saw this fight kind of in spurts. Um, I missed the first three rounds. I came in around, like, round four, and I, it didn't have my full attention, but I, I, I caught a, a decent enough chunk of it where I'm pretty sure I got the gist of what was going on. And this, all I remember thinking is watching Pacquiao, and I was like, man, he's 40? pretty good <laughs> like 
he's still like like he said. Obviously not the Pacquiao of old, but yeah, this is the Pacquiao for, who beat the crap out of Margarito, or right before a forty-year-old. Like that's I, not that's that's pretty good. I don't know any forty-year-olds who move like that, man. They're right, <laughs> like in, in any sport, still like good fluid combinations, good movement, like. There, you know, like like I said, you can obviously tell like at forty, still, you know, not not the same guy, but even at that pace that he can keep at forty, could still give a lot of guys some problems. Like he's not an easy, he ain't some old man you about to just walk in and like, oh, you know, and he can still keep like a pretty good pace, like for a forty year old. Like he he never really looked like super tired or like you know, I mean, obviously fatigue, you know, it happens, but. There was never a point where I was looking like, oh, he looks a little, you know, this might be the round he goes out. Like, that never happened. Like, he just dude, kept a really consistent pace, just good combinations. Just He looked like he was cruising to a pretty easy victory, which is why I was really surprised that this was somehow a split decision. Because, to me, it looked like he was winning pretty handedly. Um yeah, I don't have much of like a technical breakdown because, like I said, I kind of just caught the fight in spurts. But I can just say for Pacquiao, for a forty-year-old, that's a great performance. Like that's a that's a really good performance considering his age, and fighting a guy who's like undefeated. Like you gave him his first L, and you're forty. <laughs> like that's that's kind of wild. But um, nah, man, awesome awesome performance from Pacquiao. Um. Hey man, old dudes out here kicking people off the lawn. I ain't mad. I ain't mad at it. <laughs> that was Pacquiao and then Thurman. Lord, I, w- I wish there was another card we could like. <laughs> real, real quick, we could uh, like I, I saw bits and pieces of a uh, Dylan White versus Oscar Rivas, and this is okay heavyweight fight. Um. Oscar Rivas looked like he was a like if this was MMA he looked like a middleweight fighting Dylan White who had to be like what I I don't even know what the hell he weighed but he looked like he was twice his size. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh it, it was it was White's fight it was competitive but it was White's fight most of the way through. Uh, Rivas knocked White down in like the ninth or tenth round but. Dude just got back up and got back to business. Rivas was just too tired from trying to compete with this guy who had, who had to have like thirty pounds on him. I, I'm, I might be blowing this out of proportion, but they did not look like they were in the same weight class. Uh, but yeah, Dylan White still out here, still doing things. Um, if the heavyweight scene wasn't such a joke, he'd probably have another title shot by now. Um. Oh, shout out to David Price, Mr. I get knocked out every other fight, who came back and uh, knocked out David Allen like the 11th round of their fight on that undercard. So, they got that going for them. There you go. Yeah. And that, that wasn't so much of a break as it was. <laughs> yeah, we, we tried. That's fine. I, I tried to push it away. I'm sorry. I applaud, I applaud the effort. We We, we, <laughs> we tried. All right, y'all. Um, we're gonna we're gonna move on. I'm not calling this the main event of the evening. This was a thing that happened. Um, 
UFC, what, what city were we in? UFC San Antonio, uh, Dos Anjos versus Edwards. You know what? The city that hosts the Spurs, they deserve this. Yeah, 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 yeah. come on, man. <laughs> hey, hey, you got dry, fundamental <laughs> MMA. This was not fundamental. <laughs> All right, some of it was. Edwards RDA was fundamental. Oh, yeah, that, that was. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. That, this, that was this a, is the Tim Duncan of fights. Uh, no, I'm not gonna go that far. Cause, it, Cause, like, it, Tim Duncan, not not the most exciting guy to watch. But every now and then, he'll hit like a bank shot. You're like, oh, that was pretty nice. This card was, you know, fundamentals. But then, the, the, like, it, it, Tim Duncan might be fundamental, but at least like he's doing something. <laughs> <Or not. laughs> Ronaldo Hernandez, as well as a bunch of other fighters on this card, there was a lot of nothing. Just a lot of. Yeah, before we move on, I'm just going to say I stole that observation from Jordan Brain on Twitter. So there. Because I want to be accused of stealing shit. I'm going to accuse myself of stealing shit. <laughs> well, I'm always having to defend Tim Duncan. I was in a South of Technical File podcast. I was. It was like two weeks ago, and one of their threads on their Facebook page, and somebody was like, I don't even know how Tim Duncan's name got bought up. They was like, uh, who had a better career, uh, Tim Duncan or Kobe? And they were like, well, look at Tim Duncan's highlight reel. It sucks. And I was like, hey, man. Like, hey, man. Like, hey, it's, calm a, it's, a, it, it's not about the <laughs> it's, highlight Right. It's not about the highlight reel. If we look at numbers and, and we look at accolades, he's right up there with Kobe. A highlight reel, you know, eh, you know. You know what? We'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on. But, anywho, man, UFC San Antonio, Edward versus Dos Anjos. Um, be honest with you guys. Like overall, man, this card was it was it was pretty meh. So, um, I don't envision us talking about this card for a long time. If I'm being completely honest, I know we we try to come in and give you know some good technical breakdowns and let you know, uh, you know all the nooks and crannies and nuts and bolts of everything that happened and there are just uh, like there are some fights we can do that on and most of those fights ended really quick and as for the rest of these it was just kind of like uh, alright that was something that was a thing whatever we'll get we'll get through this we'll, we'll, we'll get through this starting from the top uh, Leon Edwards versus Rafael Dos Anjos for the main event. Uh, this was a fight that I was definitely looking forward to. Uh, I was interested to see how this would play out. Leon Edwards been on a really good streak uh, as of late. So just, just wanted to see how this fight would play out against Dos Anjos, who just seems to always be in these grueling... <laughs> just I feel bad for the dude, man. He is always in these grueling, just frustrating fights. And this was no different. Um, but th- th- this is the one fight where, like you said earlier, that the Tim Duncan comparison, I think it, if there was one fight that that comparison definitely worked for, it was this. This was a super solid, like really great fundamental showing <laughs> from Leon Edwards. Um, not many moments in the fight that were like super crazy or like made you, you know, jump out of your seat, but like. When when I rewatched this fight, I think I was able to appreciate it more. Um, just Leon, just I, I think did a lot of just little things right that helped to get him this win. Um, 
for one, just I, I love I love anytime you can, and it, it hurts me to say this because I love those Anjos, but I appreciate fighters who can take advantage of opportunities to punish their opponent, kind of like every chance they get. And I'm, I'm referring to those elbows <laughs> that he repeatedly hit Dos Anjos with any time they would clinch and he would break off. Like, any time he was in proximity to get off that left elbow, he threw it. And he landed it more times than not. And Dos Anjos' eyes evidence <laughs> of, of how many times and how effective he was able to be with that elbow. Um, I will say one thing Edwards did that, I kind of hope he doesn't do again, but he might be able to get away with because I don't, I don't know how many welterweights are out here, like, you know, leg kicking like crazy. But he didn't check a lot of these leg kicks. Um, he kind of just had this approach to where, like, I'm either going to, like, backstep and dodge it or I'm just going to kind of eat it and counter it. And I think he kind of paid for that because by the second round, he got dropped with a leg kick that made him, like, literally just fall to the ground. Um but, like, other times, he would just kind of eat it, and he might just come back with a one-two, which he caught Dos Anjos with a, a good number of times. But that, that was just a, a thing that I noticed that, you know, maybe maybe just check a few of those. Because he, he definitely paid for them. I imagine his leg probably didn't feel too good this morning. But other than that, man, he looked really good out there. Like, anytime Dos Anjos, you thought he was about to, like, oh, he's about to really put it together. Here it goes. Edwards clinches. Here comes an elbow. Here comes three strikes. I thought he had a really um, good hold of, like, the distance and just kind of where he was at in the fight, how calm he was able to be. He never looked rattled at anything Dos Anjos did. He he had this really just kind of stoic composure. Like, he was just kind of in there just... He was, like, really, like, locked in. And... Anytime Dos Anjos, it looked like he was about to get something crazy off, like Edwards was just kind of able to shut it down. Um, one of Edwards is one of those guys that might not, you know, it might always look super exciting. He's not like super great at any one thing, but he's just really solid everywhere. And it, it all it sucks for Dos Anjos because I felt like he was really fighting his heart out, like he was really trying. And it just seemed like Edwards kind of just had an answer for almost everything. Like, they clinch, he's throwing elbows. They're, they, you know, we stand in the pocket and throw hands. Edwards is pretty solid defensively and had good manage of distance to where he he didn't eat. I mean, he, you know, he got hit, but he didn't eat anything too crazy. Dos Anjos tries to get creative. I'm going to throw a flying knee, Leon Edwards, like, oh, I'm just going to catch you and slam you, which he did twice. And it was just like he, he had an answer. Like, Dos Anjos just couldn't... Edwards had an answer for everything. And Dos Anjos just... It was like there was no path to victory. And by the fifth round, it's like, all right, you just kind of go got to go for broke. But Edwards didn't let him get anything too crazy off. Like, he wasn't even able to set up, like, a knockout shot. I mean, he tried the knee, but he got slammed for it. And like I said, anytime they were kind of in that pocket range, like, Edwards did really good at countering him and just kind of getting in and out, just being real efficient, being really effective. And he just kept that for the course of five rounds. Um, and it was just another one of those fights for Dos Anjos that you just look at and it's like, man, that I know that fight just like hurt. Not, not even just physically, but like it just looked like a frustrating fight. Yeah. 
But nah, yeah, Edwards looked really, just really, really good, man. That was a good, a really solid, like I said, super fundamental performance. Uh, did did everything but get a finish, but he he looked pretty solid, really, really solid. I was impressed. Um, like I, I'm having like the same, like it, every Leon Edwards performance since he's been on this run is it's just kind of felt like. Okay, you're you found an avenue that works for you and it's getting you success. But at the same time, I can see the ceiling. And the the, the ceiling's name is Kamaru Usman or Kobe Covington or hell, maybe even Ben Askren. Um cuz like uh, uh, like those guys are pathologically aggressive. Not even when it comes to takedown, but just taking away space. And that's always been the thing that causes Leon Edwards trouble. It's the thing that got him knocked down against Brian Barbarena. It's the thing that cost him the, uh, the what you call it, fight, the Claudio Silva fight in his debut. Like, if you could take away his space, um, he, he, like, the, the fight is, for all intents and purposes, yours. Um, and that's, it has become harder and harder to do as, Edwards has rounded out his game. He knows what to do. If somebody like uh, RDA a couple times, he got on the inside. Edwards and me went for the body clinch and the takedown. And he got it a whole bunch. Um, but, like, does that work against Usman? Like, I, I don't see that happening. So, like, I feel like I'd be more ecstatic if he wasn't fighting in division where, like, uh, there, there wasn't this like crazy athletic, big, strong wrestler dude at the top of it. Like if he was just fighting at like 185 or something, like I'd be like, oh, Leon Edwards is like a legit threat. But um, it, it, it was just looking into the future too much and just not appreciating uh, that Edwards has really just rounded out his game as well as he has. Um, Far cry from the dude who uh, they build as like this kickboxing savant who was going to knock everybody out in eight seconds, like they were Seth Bizinski or something. <laughs> um, uh, as for RDA, it sucks. Is like Edwards is a wrestler. I I, I feel like um, I, I feel okay saying that like i i know a, a good amount of this fights have place on the feet or in the clinch but like edwards bread and butter is getting you to uh commit so he can take it down they did that uh, and rda god bless his soul he is trying to figure this style matchup out <laughs> but it is just not working um it's like his fourth wrestler in a row. Um, just like, can, can we put him in there with Santiago Ponzinibbio, please? All right. <laughs> get him at a, get, get him at a break. Let, let the man kickbox, damn it. Yeah. Like, there was a point, I can't remember if it was the second or third, where he got a deep shot against the cage. 
And I was like, it don't get no better than that. And I still don't think he got a takedown. Like, <laughs> like the man was really pouring his heart out there, and it just did not. It, it didn't equal to anything. Right. So. <sighs> it sucks, but huh, what you gonna do? You feel for RDA, man. Like, what more can you ask for? Like, he's. He changed camps to try and get this style matchup thing down. It's just not working. Like he's, and I appreciate the fight, the fact that he's fighting at 170. But like, there's a dude who, if there was a 165 division, biggest benefactor right there, besides maybe like Kevin Lee. Um. Yeah. No. Um. Good performance from Edwards. Probably a top five fighter now. Um, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he does end up getting that that Masvidal fight, but I I can't imagine the UFC looked at that performance and was just like, "Dude, we gotta set this fight up. Like, it's the one everybody wants." You know what I mean? I hope they do it, but it's, it's the right thing to do. But yeah. if they really already promised him a title fight, and I don't believe they do because I think Masvidal's a bit of a liar. Um, or exaggerator. Like, if that's not a fight that's in the cards, like, who knows? Not even that. I, I would say even if they did promise him, like, it's the UFC. You can't take <laughs> until a contract is signed. There, there are no promises. I mean, even there. then, they might switch the venue on you. So who right. knows? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there, there are no promises to be kept in the UFC. Uh. I hope I hope they do the Masvidal fight. Though I, I will say, Edward seems like the kind of guy who will get a finish if it comes to him, but won't like push for it. And I think against Masvidal that will be costly, because um, Masvidal's gonna go for it. Like we 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 we've seen how he gets down. Right. If he can get it, he's he's gonna get it. He's gonna take it. So if he does fight Masvidal, I'm, I'm I think Edwards has the tools to win, but I'm picking Masvidal because he just kind of has like that killer instinct about him, and he's also kind of like Edwards. Like I, we all, you know, look at the hands obviously because you know last couple knockouts he's been sending people to the afterlife, but he's really solid. Like he's a very well-rounded fighter. Um, you know, may, maybe not a better wrestler than Edwards, but there aren't many things I think Edwards can do that Masvidal can do, or at least like keep up with Edwards with. Right. So, yeah, if if they do fight him, I'm probably leaning towards Masvidal because I just think he has that he he can finish that as to where like Edwards. I don't know. I think he'll let he'll let Masvidal just stick around in the fight too long. He's get clipped or put away. Some some bad might happen. <laughs> put it that way. But either way, though, great, great performance from Edwards, man. That was a really just solid, fundamental five-round performance. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens next with him. Moving on to the co-main event, which lasted all of 12 seconds. Uh, Walt Harris versus Alexi uh, Olenek. I knew that Olenek was in trouble during that very first brief, brief exchange when I saw how slow he was moving. 
Um, <laughs> hey, wait, have you? Alex Olenek is sixty years old. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> but like he, he was throwing punches like he wasn't aware that he was in danger. <laughs> like, he was throwing punches like he was hitting a heavy bag, and you know the bag don't hit back. But it's like, no, nah, that's that's a real person you're hitting. Uh, he's he's gonna return fire. Um, and that definitely happened. Uh, like I said, all, all the 12 seconds, Walt Harris fired, fired back, threw a flying knee that kind of like hit Olenek on the body, but like followed it with a left hand that just sent poor Olenek down, caught, caught him on like the ear. I guess an equilibrium probably just went out. And then he ate some ground and pound, and that was it. And it, it was kind of scary because Olenek didn't get up for a little bit. And Lord, when you just see how hard Harris just hit him, it's like, ooh, that it was one of those knockouts that was kinda of like, ooh, that that looked kinda of bad. Like, Remember Wal Harris was like feather fisted for a little bit? Now he's just fucking blasting through dudes. Right. <laughs> like he looks good, man. Like he he looks good. He's he's athletic. He can hit hard. He's he's got he's got some, some speed on him. See, I don't even know if he's gotten better. That's the thing. I think he has. I think he's gotten better. I think I think he's gotten better. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not gonna jump out the window and be like, oh, he's, you know, he's gonna win a title. You know, all all that remains to be seen. But I I think he's he's gotten better. <sighs> and I mean, at at heavyweight, half the battle is just being athletic and powerful, and he's he's pretty much got that. Uh, it look, looks like under control. <laughs> so, you know. Just have some decent fight IQ, and you know, you might make it pretty far. We'll we'll, we'll see. But I mean, it, it, based off of his last few fights, it it, it looks like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the the side of of being optimistic. This is what four in a row. Okay, now the Arblowski fight was a no contest. Um. But even with that, so he's won three out of his last four. And they've all been stoppages. So, I don't know. He, he might be he might be turning the corner. Uh, I, I'll be interested. I think we'll know more we'll, depending on who they match him <laughs> up with next. Uh, maybe give him somebody a little younger. <laughs> a, little, a little more his speed. Um, but, no, nah, I, I like what I saw from all here. Yeah. yeah. That, God bless him because he provided one of the two brief moments of joy that was produced from this card for me right. so um, <laughs> right. yeah uh, like there's not a whole bunch to say it's a 11 second 12 second fight um yeah uh do has hops i forget i'd be forgetting he was a basketball player right yep he won basketball player so do can jump you dunk a basketball can you dunk a basketball you can throw a knee exactly <laughs> Yeah. We're on a dodgeball philosophy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no props. So I hope he gets a, a good opponent next. Um, not that Linux isn't for heavyweight, but I, I, I hope it's a high-profile fight. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know who's available right now. Uh, who, who, who they who they would feel comfortable matching him up with? Let's see. I'm like I'm looking at the rankings. Like, do you no. do like a tie to Ivasa or Bavoy a Bavoy even though a fight? I like two. I like the two Ivasa fight. I like that one. 
but Tui's coming off with two losses, so. Uh, either one of those would be good. Uh, Ivanov wouldn't be bad either. Ivanov just a crazy dude, just like mad tough for no reason. So that, right. that could be that could be an interesting fight. Right, right. So, but we'll, we'll see though. I, I think Paul Harris has a good good future ahead of him. He can, like I said, just he he's got the athleticism, he's got the power. Just have a decent fight IQ. You might you might be all right. Might be able to stick around for a while. And compared to the other heavyweights, he's only like twenty. <laughs> he got he got some time to figure this out. He'll just out age everybody. He is thirty six. Yeah, but thirty six is like twenty eight. Everybody else is like forty. I mean, they still have to <laughs> with like Curtis Blades and like Francis Agano. All right, that that is true. Like those guys, yeah, those those guys will will probably give him some issues. But I, I think he can he can he can stay afloat and kind of like that mid tier. And maybe depending on matchups, possibly crack into that top tier, and then he'll just kind of have to hope for the best from there. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll see, though. We'll, we'll see. Uh, moving on to another heavyweight fight that uh, lasted all of 45 seconds. No uh, comment. Yeah, Greg, Greg, Greg Hardy versus Juan Adams. Not not a whole lot to really get into. Like, fight started. I think they both, like, jabbed each other. It was some sloppy ass shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not And I don't mean shit as in like stuff, I mean shit as in shit. Yeah. Not 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 the most aesthetically pleasing fight. Um after like a few exchanges I don't know what like Juan Adams going for the takedown. I was like, alright, I get it. Take him down, wear him out. Good game plan. I'm all I'm all for it. Boy, was that single leg. Um, like, did you do that on purpose? Like, like, normally when you go for a single leg, I'm either going to lift you up and push you back towards the cage, or I'm going to, like, lift your leg up, maybe try to trip you down. It seemed like he lifted his leg up, and I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. Because, like, he... I don't know. It was that sequence was just weird. Like he lifted his leg up and then he ended up in the bad spot. It's like, dude, you you're the one who initiated this takedown. So I, I think he thought he was gonna like just kind of manhandle Greg Hardy. Who? Yeah, you have to think about it like this. this. Juan Adams probably throws around whoever the fuck he's training with in the gym and just like gets away with just muscling dudes. Yeah, but Greg Hardy ain't that guy. Like. Say what you want about him. If you're an NFL athlete, former NFL athlete, you're you're like creme de la creme of like. It's not a lot of dudes on earth who have that kind of athleticism. Not a guy that you're gonna just, even with like his limited skill set, just in terms of physicality, it's not a guy you're just gonna really muscle around. Especially with this, it, it seemed really lazy the way he did it. And like I said, you're probably right. He. Probably just thought he was just going to kind of throw him around and didn't happen. He ended up on the bad side of a takedown that he initiated. Um, got hit with ground and pound to the side of the head, maybe the back of the head. I, I don't know. At that point, I kind of didn't care. Um, and he didn't move at all while he was eating these shots. He didn't try to advance position. He just kind of sat there and just took it and uh, roughs out the fight. And that was it. Walt Adams storms out the cage. Greg already gives a very awkward professor fight interview 
Uh, he yelled woo too many times. It's it kind of weird. Um, yeah, I don't got nothing else for you. I don't know. I hope Gray Hardy's gets stretchered. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he, <laughs> I think this only worked because he was fighting one at him. I mean, it only worked because anyway, it's a shit division. Yeah, that that too. That too. Not not the like Juan Adams is not like I I I would you know fuck with the guy too much after like that loss, but like Juan Adams isn't good. Uh, we'll we'll see. I'm I'm interested to see how they do this matchmaking with Greg Hardy because against any. I don't even say top 15. There are probably some dudes outside of the top 15 who that fight definitely goes completely completely different. Like, like a, a fight between Hardy and, I don't know, like a, a, a Chase Sherman type. Right. <laughs> it's just a tough dude who can just kickbox. Exactly. It's a coin flip, basically. Um, uh, I hope he gets stretchered. That's all I got. Or just choked unconscious. Whatever happens first. Fuck him. Skim Derek Lewis. Try that takedown. He just gets back up. Defense 100. <laughs> <laughs> As for Juan, I want du- I hope Dude gets a real gym and like a real coach because like I, I don't think he's training. I, I think he's just training with like um a strength and condition coach. I don't even think he has like a real Martial arts group behind him. I could be wrong about that, but from the sounds of it, they just seem like, like uh, the, like those, like um, those performance centers where like athletes go to just like get like general explosiveness and stuff like that. Right. Like I could be wrong. I like because uh, I looked up paradigm training and there's two, and one is like what I just described. And the other is an actual like martial arts and fitness gym. But they also the, the the gym also doesn't seem to have like a fight team. Like, what's up with these heavyweights just training at these like random small ass gyms, where like they're the only heavyweight in the gym, or they're training at like a UFC gym, like freaking Curtis Blades. I'll say could be a I don't know could be a money thing. I mean, but like heavyweight, it's heavyweight of MMA. Like for whatever for all the wrong reasons they get paid the most amount of money and like they're able to go anywhere and get a fight I don't know well we'll see but that fight you know was what it was like I said not not a lot to analyze 45 seconds uh, so that, that, that was that <laughs> nothing, nothing else to see here moving on to lightweight Boy, oh boy, a bright moment. Just a shining star. This probably was the moment of the night for me. Um, it, it's as much as I hate James Vick, I love him because, like, he, he's like that shit heel in, like, wrestling where, like, he's always going to get his comeuppance. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's gonna, It's always going to be great. Because the man does not go down um, with without some flair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's one of those guys that when he gets finished, it's a sight to see. Um, and I, I, there's, there's not a quote-unquote normal way to get knocked out, but he doesn't get knocked out like a normal person. He just 
when you're that tall, it's it's hard to not look kind of wild when somebody sleeps you. Um, <laughs> but Dan Hooker versus James Vick. I, I just got to say, on, the, the way this card played out, because it was just not a great card, I was looking at this fight like this. If, there, if nothing else good happens on this card, this will be the one fight that will be entertaining. Like, it, it just it has to work. Because before this, outside of the Mario Batista uh, and Jinsu, the Jinsu Sun fight, not a whole lot to write a home write home about about this card. Well, shout out to Andre Olovsky. I'll we'll get to him a little bit. But overall, there just there was not a lot to really be excited about. So this is the one fight. I was like, all right, something something great is gonna happen here. This this is gonna be the one. And boy, oh boy, we got it. We got it. <laughs> something great happened. Fight starts. First thing I'm looking at is like, boy, why are these guys so tall? <laughs> why why are these guys so big? Why does James Vick like has like an 80 inch reach? Um, so I think it was James gonna... does have an 80 inch. <laughs> he should. <laughs> it, it was just crazy watching this fight. It's like these two dudes are just huge. Like Jesus Christ, y'all are just huge for no reason. Um, so it was gonna be interesting to see like how the whole like range and distance game will play out because I'm pretty sure neither of these guys have fought and have I said fought and <laughs> have fought somebody who was as big as they are. Um, so it, it was gonna be interesting to see how that would play a factor. And I feel like I feel like Vic is I, I have to go back and look at some of his older fights. I, in this fight, I seem like he's a guy who. I don't say mismanages his range, but like, if you blitz him, he is uncomfortable and his chin goes straight up in the air. He's there, yeah. knocked out. Yeah, he, he like, <laughs> I, you look at the frame and the tools. Like, dude, dude's a pretty solid fighter, but it's like some of the situations he's get he gets caught, and it's like, man, like, is something just not something off a little bit? Like, I, I don't know, cause like he. When he would decide to actually blitz and move forward, like, dude is long when he decides to throw a jab or, like, cross. Like, his arm just seems like it extends all the way across the octagon. And he, he had threw, like, a three-piece towards Hooker. And he, he missed the first two. But, boy, that last one caught Hooker on the chin. But that was, like, one of very few, like, strikes that he, like, landed that seemed pretty effective. Um... Hooker was able to get off a lot of leg kicks, uh, pretty pretty repeatedly at will, and it just seemed like the longer the fight went on, kind of like you said, like Vic just if if Vic's not controlling the fight, he just looks kind of just uncomfortable out there. Like if he's not the one leading the dance, or if he doesn't have like the advantage, he just he just doesn't look in sync, and. If you get, like you can't give him room to operate because that's right. where he's dangerous. Because right. then you have to cross, you have to cross, you have to repeatedly cross that threshold of, oh, I'm in distance, but oh, I'm not in distance anymore, but Vic can still hit me because he's twenty thousand miles long. Right, because <laughs> we saw in the fight, uh, what was it, the, the Duffy fight? The Duffy fight, yeah. yeah like, like, when, du- when you du- let him get in space and let his hands go, oh yeah, he he can connect. Like dude can throw. But, like, 
Hooker with the leg kicks, and I think Hooker also just kind of being long and rangy like him, on top of Hooker seemed like the one who was really, like, anxious to push this fight, boy, Vic was, like, just super uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. and the Hooker would flurry forward, and like you said, if you push forward towards Vic, he just kind of, not not turtle shells, but he shies away, and like you said, he, he leaves his chin there to be hit. And his, his stance just completely falls apart. Yeah. It yeah. just makes the... And that's where the spectacular part comes in. Because, like, <laughs> like, without your stance, like, your body just kind of goes into free fall. Uh, yeah, and that, <laughs> every time he gets knocked out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Jolly Giant just goes tumbling. And, boy, right, so, that, that finish from Hooker was beautiful. Boy, he that He landed was... that same level, like, three different times <laughs> in the two minutes and 33 seconds prior to the knockout. Like, it, it, it was inevitable. But, like, that last one, like, he, like, he, like, ducked under and, like, kind of faked a right and came over with the left. And, boy, James Vick had no idea what happened. And by the time he knew what happened, he fell eight stories <laughs> and it just, just crashed and then proceeded to eat, like, three ground and pound shots. And, uh... Night, night. Yeah. Uh, lights, lights got turned out, and that was pretty much all she wrote. No sympathy for the Lloyd Irvin fighter. None at all, because fuck him. Um, <laughs> and that, 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 that's where the joy stems from, by the way. Uh, for anybody who's listening for the first time, fuck Lloyd Irvin. Uh, so, Dominic Cruz. Uh, says, I don't know if you know about the relationship between Alliance MMA and uh, Lloyd Irvin from back in the day. Um, Cruz and the team, uh, Irvin was actually uh, a member of Cruz's Corner for like a while before all the stuff came out about him being a rapist. I'm, I'm sorry, an admitted rapist. Um, so. All that stuff comes out. Alliance instantly distances themselves from Lloyd Irvin Briggs. Any type of promotional and uh, structural deals they have with, like, Team Lloyd Irvin, which is, if anybody knows about Team Lloyd Irvin, they're, like, the MLM version of, like, BJJ. Like, they, they, they are selling Avon, basically. It's really creepy. Um Where was I going with this? Oh, so tonight, fucking Dominic, or last night, Dominic fucking Cruz gets on the microphone and just big ups Lloyd Irvin. The man his team specifically broke apart with so that they wouldn't associate themselves with the rapist. So, shit look, Cruz. Bad move. Well. And that boy got knocked out, so... Yeah, there, there was another thing I wanted to talk about, and... Oh, okay. So, on the topic of James Vick getting knocked out. Apparently, at the... At, at the, um... At the arena last night, um... They played... A commercial for, uh... Was it the Hotel 6? Uh, Motel 6? Mm-hmm. We'll leave the light on for you. 
Um, and the commercial feature, Justin Gaethje knocking the shit out of James Vick. <laughs> and then Motel 6 being like, we have all your sleeping needs right here. <laughs> and if anybody out there has a copy of that commercial, I need it in my life. <laughs> I don't know if this is somebody like you know just you know, taking the piss on Reddit, but like if this is real, I need it. I need to see it with my own eyes. Jesus Christ, boy! Right, that's all I have to say about this. I'll just end saying I'm happy for Hooker. Um, good, good, good to see him back in the win column. Boy, his last fight was brutal. <laughs> Boy, that was uh that was that was up there for one of the more brutal fights I've ever yeah. I've seen in MMA anyway. Yeah, one, that was one. That was a hard fight to watch. Like it, it was one of those fights that started off fun, and after a while, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm actually kind of concerned for this guy. Like it's not looking too good out here. But why is Shaq in an EDM pit? You seen this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why is Shaq? In the EDM mosh pit, just going off. <laughs> but Dan Hooker, uh, happy to see him. Um, happy to see him back in the the win column. So that was uh, that was pretty dope. So congrats to Dan Hooker. Good highlight, real KO. And if nothing else, I just appreciate you for breathing life into a card that desperately, desperately needed it. Yeah, um, we should we should mention the. The preceding, what, two, four, six, eight, nine fights all went to decision? Yeah. <laughs> Prior so, to this. Yeah, the rest of these fights. And they weren't the, uh, they weren't all Mario Batista, Jinsu, Sun. Like, Mario and Ju Sun, props. Props to Arvlowski, we'll get to him in, in a fight. I got I got to give props to Bruce Leroy because that's the homie. We we just we'll make it, man. We we gonna get through this card. Yeah, we'll, we'll... I mean at this point, like we're at the fights where there's just not a lot to talk about. Yeah, like <laughs> I, like the next eight fights, <laughs> we could just be like, you know, people threw punches. Stuff happens. Yeah, stuff happens. I mean, they they gave out scores. Something had to have happened. Right. So, but let's talk about fighting which nothing happens at all. Yeah, at, and, and we all agree that it was a robbery. That's sad yeah. when nothing happened and the fight was still a. <laughs> That's terrible. Nothing happened and the fight was still a robbery. If this was Japan, Alex Hernandez would have got like three yellow cards, and he would have had to pay pride. <laughs> Boy. It's it's very it is super rare that lightweight and like any promotion gives you a boring fight, but like an actively boring fight, right? And this was like a one in a million where we got a dud, um, like a flat out dud. Alexander Hernandez uh, versus Francisco Trinaldo, a fight where there was like movement. In terms of like feet were moving, and you know there was some feints and some some body movements. That was it. 
I, mean, like, I, I remember Trinaldo landing a pretty solid left in the first round. And um, it wasn't enough for two judges <laughs> because they awarded her house Hernandez all three rounds. but Which is crazy because in the first round, he did nothing. I mean, really, the whole fight, he didn't do much of anything. But he spent a good 98% of this fight circling out. I, I mean, he got his steps in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his uh the Fitbit the Fitbit probably broke from <laughs> he overloaded the Fitbit with all the steps he took. But uh did not stuff the stat sheet in terms of strikes. Just a lot of movement that just amounted to nothing. And like I said, neither one of them did much of anything, but Trinaldo at least was trying to push the fight. Trinaldo was trying in his best old man way. Right. <laughs> but Alex Hernandez is just too quick and decided that he wanted nothing to do with fighting Ronaldo, so he just circled. It's amazing. And it's like, I get it. Like, you got to respect Ronaldo as old as he is. Dude is still, you know, still talented. You got to you gotta respect the skill set. But boy, Hernandez, he, to say he was gunshot was an understatement. Like, that the Cerrone laws it fucked with his brain, man. This is what happens. A prospect gets get gets hot um, being super aggressive and like super fast and just mowing dudes over. They meet their first real robot and they're like, "Oh shit, I don't actually know how to fight." So I'm gonna do the complete opposite of whatever the hell I was doing. Uh, I, I was a hyper aggressive, uh, you know, one punch knockout guy. Now I'm a circle for 15 minutes and make sure I don't get knocked out. It looked like he was doing the karate point fighting without, like, fighting. He forgot to score points. Right. (laughs) You left all the points. Like, you you just... Yeah. It's like Pernell Whitaker, like, ducking, like, six punches, but forgetting to actually counter back. Right. (laughs) Except less impressive because he didn't actually slip any punches. Yeah, he... Like I said, guys, a lot of these fights from here on out, it's not going to be a lot to dive into. This fight was a ton of movement and not a lot of substance. And somehow... For what it's <laughs> worth, man, like, I, I, this is from... I, I, I'm i imagining it, uh, Hernandez's team is going to look at this fight and be like, okay, or, like, this is a learning experience or something. Like, if they're honest with him, you need to pull him to the side like, bro, they... They gifted you this, like, as Mike Perry said, this decision, this decision seemed racist. <laughs> Jesus, somebody take that man's computer away, phone, whatever. <laughs> the fact that Hernandez got two thirty twenty sevens, I, that's a crime. Yeah, I, 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 like, I get it, like, nothing happened in this fight. But you can't tell me the man who backpedaled for 99.9% of the fight won 30-27. There's, like, that time those, like, all three judges gave freaking, uh, what's his name? Rafael Carvalho, the, the round against Melvin Mayhoff, when only one strike landed, and it was the strike that Melvin Mayhoff threw. <laughs> and yet Carvalho still won the round. Yeah, this, yeah, fight was terrible. Um, 
And if the first time listeners, we're, we're we're like we're very lenient on fights. We don't tend to be this hard. So if we tell you a fight was terrible, it was terrible. <laughs> it, it was not. It was not good. Um, so somehow, some way, hometown bias. Alexander Hernandez defeats Francisco Trinaldo. Not even via split decision. He got a unanimous, which is crazy. Um, I don't know. I have nothing else to say. Andre Orofsky looked good. Yes. Next fight. How was it that heavyweights had all of like the moments on this card? I That's... mean... <laughs> like, the heavyweights had all of the knockouts, and the one fight where there wasn't a knockout, there was at least something to talk about. Uh, Andre Orofsky versus Ben Rothwell. So, Andre oh. real quick, Ben Rothwell looked shot. Like, he's never been fast, but, like, his thing has always been he works quick or he works at a at a good clip. Dude just walked into, like, a million Arlovsky punches. It's crazy to me. Boy, he... Arlovsky came to work this yeah. way. Like, my man clocked in. He was in five minutes early. He, <laughs> he was ready to hand out all the work. Man, he boxed Ben Rothwell face off for three rounds. Like, and not just box, but like combination box. Like, yeah, was putting three, four, five, five six strikes six together. Punches. And props to Rothwell, he's he's eating them, but that's the problem. Like, he just he's just eating them, and you know Rothwell tries to come in with like his little awkward. You know, he's a very, like, awkward moving. Just awkward all around. Just He is just awkward. But, like, he can be effectively awkward. He, he might have got a few good licks off. Like, very few. But for most of this fight, boy, Arvlosky looked good. Just good footwork. Just, like you said, four, five, six punch combinations. Dude is just out there just working. Like... Like, he, he was just letting his hands go. And if, if it wasn't for Rothwell being so tough, that probably would have been knocked out like three or four times over. Yeah. <laughs> like, anybody else probably would have died. So I, I got to give props to Rothwell that he was able to survive it because this was a slacking. Like, I, I was really happy. This is the best. <laughs> this is one of the best Arlovsky performances I've seen in, like, the last, like, five Forever. This is one of one of the best performances I've ever seen from him. He looked like really the Travis Brown fight, I think. Yeah. Um, like that's a like. How old is Orlovsky now? And he's like, okay, I'm going to just decide to be this like volume puncher, and it's going to work because I just automatically have power in my hands. I don't need to commit on anything to like bloody somebody up. It is great. Like um. And maybe a little bit of that has to do with the fact that he was fighting, like, Ben Rothwell. Um, and not a younger, quicker, more athletic fighter. But, like, I think they said that this was, like, his record for most strikes thrown in a round. He landed, like, like, a hundred-something. Yeah, that's crazy. Freaking, um, like, this is the same guy who had a staring contest with Frank Mir. 
where they literally just looked at each other for five minutes. <laughs> and they said he, he got a new boxing coach who he met like while on vacation. Which, isn't that just heavyweight MMA? Right. Boy, that was the greatest, I ain't gonna say mistake, but whoever that boxing coach was, that was a... Uh... Maybe he was legit. Maybe he no, met Freddie Roach. Right. Well, <laughs> well, actually, he knew Freddie Roach. I just remembered that. Hmm. Oh, whatever it was, that was a heaven send. Because whatever that boxing coach taught him, boy, them hands, they, they were working. Um, yeah, I, I don't have much else to say. Like, it was a pretty one-sided fight in which Arlovsky just looked really good, just... Hands upon hands upon hands upon hands. Yeah. Um, Rothwell got a little bit of offense off in, like, the third round. Uh, caught Arlovsky along the fence with a nice uppercut. But, uh, like, Arlovsky did really – that's the other thing. Arlovsky did a really good job, even when he was tired of just, like, not giving Ben Rothwell the opportunities where Ben Rothwell will knock you out. Like, um, when he was tired late. He, he he didn't do the thing that everybody else does where, oh, Ben Rothwell is walking me down. I'm going to just circle out and try to escape. He's like, no, I'm going to plant my feet and either and throw and then tie up with him because he can't hurt me on the inside like that if, I, if I'm if i throwing because I'm quicker than him. So, like, it, it was stuff like that. It was just like, oh, okay. I'm not sure if they trained for that or if it was just, like, fatigue at that point. But it was a good move. Yeah. Hey, man. 40-year-olds out here just <laughs> putting in work. Just yeah. putting in work. Um, so, yeah, man. Congrats to Arbolowski. He looked really good, man. That, 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 that fight put a smile on my face. Once again, on a card that just... I needed something to get excited about. That put a smile on my face. Arbolowski is one of my, one of my all-time favorite heavyweights. So, that... That that made my that made my heart smile. That 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 made me happy. So congrats to Arvlowski. Really really good performance. Whoever that boxing coach is, I appreciate you. Whatever you're doing is working. Keep keep it up. <laughs> keep keep it up. So that ends the uh, main card portion uh, of this card. So it's time to move on to the prelims, which probably kind of breeze through because it ain't a lot of substance <laughs> we'll talk about what needs to be talked about but it ain't a lot to talk about but yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank man I'm, like I remember these fights but like, I, I'm, I'm grasp at straws at what to talk about <laughs> I, I, I think I can I can sum up I, I, I can sum I mean, uh, the Caceres fight and the Pennington fight are the two fights that if I have, like, if, if I'm if I'm a talk, I'm a talk, and I got some shit to say about Ray Adana, but uh, Caceres look good. Peterson is contender series, right? Uh, yes. I don't, wait, I shouldn't be saying yes. I don't know. I feel like yes, he is. he is, he is. Yeah. He is one of the guys who lost, went to LFA, and then the UFC is like, no, we need somebody to fight Brandon Davis. I'm sure you know this. Please, please come. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I'll, 
you know, I'm a big Bruce Leroy fan, so you guys know who I was rooting for. <laughs> so I, I was, you know, pretty happy with the outcome of this fight. Um, but with, with, with Bruce Leroy fights, I can never be too sure, though. Sometimes I never really know what's what's going to happen. And it's going to be entertaining because Bruce Leroy, just, he always puts on entertaining fights. But sometimes he ends up on the wrong side of the, of the stick. Um, but nah, man, good. Lots of just good movement from uh, Bruce Leroy. Just able to stick and move, not getting caught up in Peterson's brawls, able to just be really creative as he always is. Dude's just, he, he kind of fights like a free spirit. <laughs> he's just kind of just, he's just kind of out there. Um, but it But it works for him. And I, I love the fact that boy Peterson was so intent on trying to just walk him down. He was not having it. Like dude was just being crazy elusive and just being able to just get out of bad spots. And Peterson just kind of didn't have an answer for it. And the one advantage that Peterson had when he was able to take him down, which boy, my heart skipped a beat <laughs> when he got that first takedown and took Caceres' back. I was like, Oh God, please don't let this be how this ends. Um, but Caceres was able to, you know, able to fend off, get get himself out of a bad spot. And I I just thought after Peterson, because I feel like he got like two or three takedowns, ones that he didn't really have to work too hard for. And he wasn't able to get more of them off because it just seemed like Caceres, like, I'm not even really going to let you touch Get the me. range. Yeah, yeah, you're not, yeah, I'm not going to. The second you think you're even gonna get comfortable enough to shoot or tie up, bro, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna move. Like I'm just gonna, I'm getting out of here, and he just did that repeatedly. I think Caceres was was aware of the advantages he had, which was clearly on the feet. And like I said, outside of those few moments uh, where he got taken down, he was like, Nah, bro, we're not we're gonna fight this fight the way I want to fight it. We're not no, all that grappling ground. Yeah, we're not doing none of that. We're not doing any of that. Um, great performance of just being able to just stick and move, and he was yep. just so much more creative on the feet than Peterson, and it just, yeah, he just he had so much more in the arsenal, and he combined that with just the movement that he had. Peterson couldn't get couldn't get anything off. Oh yeah, no, like did a fantastic job of just anytime Peterson did manage to get inside, like Caceres did a good job of just pivoting off. Putting something on him and then just reestablishing distance. This all around solid performance. Um, dude, he's really polished. This is like his like what, fifteenth UFC fight or something like that. It's not crazy no, it's like that. It's in like the twenties. Oh wow, yeah, like dude has a long. Um, he's he's got a big big like background of experience to just pull things out of like this. So props to him. Um, I looked up how many times he had been rear naked joke in his career. It was like five. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's like his his kryptonite. I was like, damn, is he about to get choked out again? Yeah, that's what when Peterson got that first when he sunk it in. I was like, oh no, because he was looking so good up until that point. I was like, please don't let this, don't don't do this to me. You know what that is? That's growth. Yeah, <laughs> he's fighting the hands. I saw that he was. He's fighting the hands. I'm like, he's learning. He, he's he's figured out why those other five times didn't go so well. Ah, beautiful. Uh, next up, 
Uh, wait, are we? You got anything else to add? Uh, um, no, no, but just congrats to Bruce Leroy. Like, like he, he's a favorite of mine. I always love watching him fight. Anytime he wins, he gets to fight another day. I'm happy, man. So I, I, I love watching that dude fight. Congrats to Bruce Leroy. So next, Raquel Pennington and uh, Irene Aldana. So, for what it's worth, the Raquel Pennington from like three years ago um, probably would have gotten Aldana out of there in like the second round and probably would have broke her will to fight in the process. But instead, she won a fight um, that Aldana probably should have won. And ended up eating a ton of damage he probably didn't need to do in the process. Um, so for Aldana, she started off pretty good. I thought she won the first two rounds. Um, but that third round and getting taken down by Pennington and then having the heel hook or the calf slicer and then not using it to get to Pennington's back, which is the reason she lost the fight. Baffling. Like, Aldana is somebody I think would benefit from a from a stint at ATT. Like, they get so much out of their range kickboxers, and like Aldana, I think fits in with that mold so perfectly. But I'm ha- I'm happy for Rocky though, because like this is her first win since like 2016, 2017, something like that. So like, she she really needed a win, and she was able to gut one out. And we saw a little bit of that old style where she would just come forward and fight for the takedown. So I'm really happy about that. Yeah, it just... <laughs> Aldana had, like, a lot of... I feel like she threw a lot. But the more I watched, I was like, I don't know, this fight seems a little closer than, like, it should be. I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> I feel like this isn't... Like, she looked good... In moments, but I was just, I don't know, I was a little uneasy watching this. And like you said, there, there were moments where she kind of, she would land, but it felt like when Pennington threw, she landed like harder shots. Um, I don't know. Yeah, this this fight was just, I, I respect Aldana's just kind of will to just, I'm just going to throw a lot of combinations and feign and move in and just, I'm just going to keep throwing. She but fights it's, like somebody who doesn't have a lot of sparring partners her size. Like, she backs up in straight lines and expects to be, like, out of range. Like, she when she circles out, like, she does it without, like, any type of guard. Uh, she stares at her work a little bit when she uh, when she lands a good combination. That means she's there to be countered. Like, it's all the small things that, like, that stop you from getting hit in return. Yeah. And she, she caught a couple of return hits. Um, I, I don't remember how I scored the fight. I, I thought I, I think I did score it for Aldana, but I wasn't I wasn't super mad at the decision because like I said that the third round Raquel definitely won, and that second round was kind of just. It's like he might have won that one, but I don't know. It was you know. I I I, I don't know. I like Aldana. I think there's still some promise there. But it just seems like she's kind of missing something. There's this... I don't know. There's, there's something else that I feel like she needs to kind of... Elevate her game. Yeah, to kick it up to the next level. Because she, she's definitely got a lot of talent. And 
it's it's really fun to watch when she does actually like put combinations together. But uh, it, it just seems like something's missing. Like she just needs like one more tool to kind of kick her up to that next level. But congrats to Pennington um, on the win. This next fight, I'm gonna just read the decision. I ain't I ain't getting into this fight. I don't care. Um, <laughs> of course, this is the light heavyweight fight that brings out these emotions. Clit uh, Clitson Abreu versus Sam Alvey. I'd like uh, to point out Clitson Abreu has a win over Johnny Walker. Two oh five go. That's yeah. great. <laughs> and now he's got a win over the other 205 goat, Sam Alvey. Yeah. yeah, he won the unanimous decision. It was a 205 fight, guys. It was a Sam Alvey fight, guys. Yeah. That's all you get. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to say about that fight. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, this fight was at catchweight because Jennifer Maya missed, I don't know how many pounds she was off, but. Apparently, like three. Yeah, she gave this up thirty percent of that. Seven. She gave up thirty percent of that purse. Yeah. yeah, big money. That's never good. Uh, but Jennifer Maya versus Roxanne Modafferi. I don't remember this fight in a ton of detail, other than uh, Roxanne Modafferi, of course, using that you know really really herky jerky motion to kind of get in, try to work the grappling, work the clinch. Didn't work so well. Um. Like, she was able to clinch a few times, but just wasn't really able to inflict a lot of damage and ate more than she was able to dish out. Um, that's all I got for this fight. I honestly don't remember this in a ton of detail, to be honest. No, that's basically it. Like, Maya Furry did her best to take down Maya, but Maya, on top of being a, a solid enough wrestler, is also just a just a big 125er, not maybe like stature wise, but like muscle wise and like structure wise, she is strong. Yeah. Like she. And is, I think even if you would have took the weight away, like even if she had made weight, she, just the frame alone, like she seemed like she was just sturdier. Yeah. So like getting Mata Ferry to take Maya down was like a tall task, and they didn't work out for her. Um, it was just. Athletic gap was just too much, so Maya gets her. I want to say it's her first or second win in the UFC. Second, thanks. Second, second, because she beat Alexis Davis, so she is now officially a contender, and she'll probably <laughs> fight. Um, she probably gets the Valentina Shevchenko fight right after this Carbouche, like immediately afterwards. Uh, there you go. So, congrats to Jennifer Maya. Uh, try to make weight next time, though. The 30% of the purse. No bueno. No bueno. Moving on to Bantamweight. Well, Bantamweight had the last three fights of this card. Uh, Ray Borg versus Gabriel Silva. Um, okay fight. I-, I will say I was really happy that Ray Borg won, just considering, like, boy, that man has been through a lot in these last few years. Um, and with Ray Borg fights... If nothing else, you're going to get, like, a fun scramble moment or a fun grappling moment. And th- this fight was just kind of a lot of grappling exchanges. Um, I, I don't feel like there was a, a lot done in terms of, like, damage dealt out. Um, 
but a, a lot of grappling, a few a few fun moments battling for position. But I feel like when you grapple with with Ray Borg, um, unless you're like on that elite level, like a Mighty Mouse, dude is just kind of super relentless and just <laughs> his scrambling ability is just kind of wild. So more often than not, he can just kind of find a way to make the best out of those situations. Um, and he got to win. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't like if since it looks like they might be keeping the flyweight division around. I wonder if Ford goes back down because I don't think his style will work against the uh, the the best there is at 135. Like he is still not a good striker. He still has to shoot from way far out to get takedowns. Um, and like strength wise, it's just not the same as. Uh, you know, wrestling uh, uh, a dude like Gabriel Silva is not the same as wrestling a dude like um, what's his name, Sean K. Uh, the, the the dude who he back took and submitted. Uh, hold up with me. Yeah, like uh, a John Herrera or a Shane Howell. Like it's not the same. Um, yeah, so like. Like I'm happy for him too. His the last couple of years of his life have been hell, um, and I can't imagine going through all that and you know still coming out here and fighting. Um, I uh, yeah, like I don't know. Like it's it's, it's another one of the things. It's like Elian Edwards, like yeah, you got a good solid win, but well, it it it, it doesn't make me think that you're going to be a title contender at this division. Oh, even worse for him because his division is still in limbo. <laughs> like, right. Well, if he goes back down, is so we we kind of don't know what it what it means. But I mean, if if for nothing else, you know, solid performance of just grappling, kind of Ray Borg, oh, yeah. Ray Borg things. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of curious. Like, I don't think 135 fers have the same like spring as 125ers do where like it's just imp- they're just impossible to hold down so i'm kind of curious how Rayboard does on that front because a lot of his game was just like 50 50 positions where like he expected to be the more explosive stronger dude so like if he gets on the mat with like an aljamain sterling how does that look so um, that, that has kind of has me interested, but other than that, I'm just happy that Ray Borg got a win, um, made a little extra money for his family. Yeah. So congrats to Ray Borg. Uh, moving on to actually what got fight of the night and well deserved. Uh, also at bantamweight, Mario Batista versus Jensu Sun. Um, dude just went in there and just went at it. Like, <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out to Batista. Like, he looked good. Um, like, Jinsu Sun uh, did not have a very versatile offense. Basically, just a puncher who, who occasionally like kicked. Uh, Mario Batista went in there and was just like, "Nope, we're 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 gonna have a phone booth fight, but I'm gonna use my feet to create angles to counter you with, and to make you miss and." Um, you know, just in general, just ruin your fucking day. Like good head movement, good, good shot, uh, shot selection. Um, 
just like all around like really smart stuff. It's not like Jinsu Sun didn't land as well. It's just it wasn't the same. Yeah, it was one of those fights where like it was competitive, but Batista knew, was Yeah, we knew yeah, who was winning. Yeah, we knew who was winning. But like it was still fun to watch. Especially like those it really picked up in the second and third. Like, dude, they were really going after it. I think Batista had dropped him once, or at least like got him down to like a knee. Um yeah, dude just went at it, man. Punches, hooks, elbows, clinching. They did pretty much everything for the, for the uh, duration of all three rounds. And dude's just... <laughs> it was the one fight on the card. Like, you wish everybody else kind of had this attitude. where They were they were really going for it. Um, it kind of sucks because the placement of this uh, fight is so low, so I don't remember this fight in a ton of specific detail. But dudes were... Actually, just they were going at it like dudes were really just going for it. Um, so congrats, props to both Batista and Jinsu Sun just for putting on a great fight, and props to them for getting fight of the night. Definitely well deserved in a card that just didn't have <laughs> a whole bunch going on. Yeah, they they stood out amongst the crowd, and that's you know that's that's a good thing. It's crazy when the the second fight <laughs> on the prelim is better than you know. Everything that comes after it. Right. <laughs> so, congrats to both, but definitely congrats to Batiste. Like I said, he, look, he looked really good out there um, and got a fight of the night performance for it. So, congrats to him. And the last fight, I'm not going to lie, I don't, I don't really remember this fight at all, even though I watched it. Uh, Felipe Corrales versus Domingo Pilarte. All I remember is that I think Domingo was the favorite, um, and that didn't work. All I remember is I thought he won, because I think it was split in time between this and the uh, the Revis White fight. So I I don't remember in full detail, but I remember thinking Paul already won. As we said with most of these fights, punches were thrown, people got taken down. Somebody probably went for a submission. Oh. <laughs> that was <laughs> one guy won, one guy lost. Well, what do you want from me? But, uh, yeah, that was UFC San Antonio. Um, like we said, man, like a, a lot of times we'll come back and tell you guys, like, hey, man, go back and watch this. Go back and watch that. This is literally one of those cards. Go on, like, the, um, I don't know what YouTube page is going to post the highlights of this card. You can literally just go back and watch the highlights, and you pretty much, you'll be fine. They'll be five seconds long. Right. <laughs> like, literally, you don't got to go back and really watch any of these. Just go just go hug your family, bro. Right. You got to subject yourself to this like we did. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell your family you love them. Um, if it's yep. not too hot where you live, like, go take a walk. And if you're like us and you watch the entire car, tell them that you have a problem and that you need some professional help. Right. <laughs> You know, they've probably been trying to get you to get help this whole time, but this is when you actually have to give in and be like, all right, guys, like, I, I understand I have a problem now. And, and when you get in, you speak with the therapist or the, the psychologist, you, you recommend that Dojo Talk podcast. There you go. Life comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, literally, to be honest, guys, just watch, just watch a highlight of what happened. You don't need to go back and watch this card. You did not miss... Any, you didn't miss anything that you can't see in a highlight. That's that's 
pretty much it. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that was UFC San Antonio. Um, next week, we will have, I'm trying to bring this up on my phone. Uh, we UFC have, 240, I think. Yep, UFC 240, which will be headlined by Max Holloway and Frankie Edgar. Also on the card, Co-Main, you got Cyborg versus Leecher Spencer. Ooh, Jeff Neal versus Nico Price. All that violence. Uh, Olivier Aubin Mercier versus Osman Sorokian. Probably said that all wrong. Um, Kim Dawadu versus Yoshinori Hori. Uh, Gavin Tucker's back. Hey, my namesake. There you go. For Sung Woo Choi. Oh, Davidson Figueroa versus Alexandre Pantoja. Uh, so we got some decent fights on this card. Not not the most stacked, but it's a couple of it's a couple of okay scraps on here. Um, so we'll be back covering that next week. Um, Bellator, I don't think Bellator has a card. Bellator doesn't have a card till like the uh, August twentieth something. Oh yeah, twenty fourth. Uh, Mitrione and. Uh, Karatanov too. Let's go. Now Karatanov has to kick Mitrione and that's his heart. Yeah, right. (laughs) And we get the trilogy. And then that one ends with an eye rake. Yeah. Then Then we start all over again. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, it'll be be quiet for PFL. I mean, sorry, for Bellator. Um, I know Ryzen has a card next week. Ryzen 17. I don't remember who's on it. Um, but I want to say it's yeah no I can't I can't even think of like who would be on it because I, I I I remember the uh the Ryzen 18 card but not the 17 total. Uh, Yachi versus Asakura. There you go. That's a main event. Ooh, Oko Sasaki versus uh, Shintaro Ishiwatari. Uh, Yuki Matoya versus Himarosa Ogikubo. Ivan Cherkov versus Hoon Kim. Uh, Satoru Kitayoka versus Johnny Case. Tetsuya Kawajiri versus Ali Abdul Kalikov. And Roberto. Soyama? Yeah, Soyam versus uh, Tomo Maisea. And King Randa versus Steffi Egger. There we go. So. That's, uh... Oh, Kevin Ross got injured. Ah, uh, he's not on the card anymore. That's sad. Yeah, he was supposed to fight, uh, Watabe. Uh, he got a replacement, though, so that's good. But, yeah, so that's Ryzen 17. That's on the 28th. So, hopefully, I'll get a chance to watch some of that. We can talk about that also when that happens. But, um... Let me yeah. last, last bit. Last bit, cause, because... Uh, just just because I feel bad not mentioning him. We got your boy fighting next week. Your man's Gervonta Davis. Oh, that is next week. Yeah, I'm not going live to that. Don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, For one, it's too hot. Uh, For two, um, hot weather and Baltimore don't really go well together. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I will not be in a live attendance, even though this fight will probably only be about 30 minutes from where I live. 
But uh, yeah, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. Cause that's gonna be the talk of the town. Um, See, so yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, we'll definitely be covering that next week. And I saw something on Twitter. I don't know if this is official, but there's a rumor floating around the windmill that Fedor versus Rampage might be a thing. Yay! Hey. <laughs> hey, if they're gonna keep fighting, they might as well fight each other. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is definitely true. Yeah, uh, rather that than Fedor fight like Curtis Blades. Right. Yeah, we it, don't. Yeah. I, no. And yes. There's only like three interesting young heavyweights. That's why I keep mentioning Curtis Blades. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, that might potentially be a thing. I, I don't know if it's official, but you know, if it becomes official, you heard it here first. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for today's episode. So I guess we can go ahead and uh, sign off with parting shots. And shout-outs, um, I'm going to give my shout-out to Kendrick Norton of the Miami Dolphins. Um, if you're not an NFL fan, or even if you are, you may not have heard of him, but uh, Norton was a 22-year-old who unfortunately had to get his arm amputated um, after he got in a car accident. Uh, he crashed into a concrete barrier uh, in Florida. Had to get his arm ha- amputated. Uh, That's always get... Florida. Right. Everything just wild happens in Florida. But dude had to get his arm amputated. He had to have like six surgeries or something crazy like that. Um, but luckily, um, made it out of the accident alive. Unfortunately, you know, obviously not going to be able to play football anymore, um, which sucks because like he just got drafted into the NFL like last year. Um, he was kind of floating around on some practice squads, but just really sucks, man. Dude's only like twenty something years old, got his career cut really short. But the 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 one kind of silver lining in the story is that the Dolphins um, didn't have to pay him his money, but obviously, you know, considering the situation, would be a good gesture. And they decided to pay him his salary. They don't have it listed on this particular article, but I want to say it was an upwards of like 400 grand or some, something around that ballpark. Um, so shouts to Norton and the Miami Dolphins for doing the right thing. Um, Paying pay, pay him his money. Like just one of those situations, you can't really predict anything like that. And as far as we know, like during the car accident, like it wasn't foul play. I don't think anybody was drunk. It was, you know, it was just an accident. Like the, these things, unfortunately, they just they happen sometimes. Um, so just g- good to see in what was a terrible situation. Like there was some kind of silver lining. So shouts to uh, Kendrick Norton. Uh, hopefully, you know, life after football can treat him well. And shouts to Miami Dolphins for, for paying him his salary. You know, they're doing the right thing. Um, and that's that's pretty much all I have. Um. So, uh, it's been, on the entertainment front, it's been like a crazy week if you've been following the stuff from like Comic-Con and the, uh, what was it, the D, the Disney Expo, I think it it was, because I don't think they were at Comic-Con. I don't remember. Point being, 
there was like a million fucking things announced. Like Marvel announced like all these TV slash Disney Plus streaming shows that are based on their movies with the same cast actors from the movies. Some new ones. Um, uh, freaking, uh, what you call it? Got announced the Steven Universe movie. Got announced along with like music from like Chance the Rapper. Um, I'm trying to think of, like all the crazy shit that got announced at the Man, Comic Con. Mahershala Ali is playing Blade. Yes, dude. Fin- dude took that Green Book Oscar and was like, "Yo, I got two Oscars." You better let me fucking play play <laughs> Kevin Feige before I fucking like cut your head off. And Feige was like, "Okay." So, prop, props for uh, not so much a shout out, but like, yeah, if if entertainment is your only like leisure activity or you know one of the few things that bring you joy in this life anymore, it is a good week for you. That sounded way more depressing than I meant it to be. I'm very tired. It's like 12 o'clock, 12.30, yeah. <laughs> if y'all wondering when we're recording this. Um, but, uh, yeah, just that. Just to the uh, the runners for my favorite TV show, the cartoon DuckTales, because they announced, like, season three and, like, all the stuff that's going to be in season three, and they're bringing in Goofy and Daisy Duck and Goof Troop and, like, um, Chip and Dale Rescue, like, all the old, like, Disney uh, TV shows, they're just bringing back and just putting in the show. And I think that's amazing. Especially as someone who, like, vaguely remembers that era of television. So, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, I, I, I got a dour note to end on. Because, like I said, it's been, like, a crazy fucking couple weeks. Um... Uh, uh, like if y'all out there and y'all partying and y'all doing y'all thing, be careful what you put in your body, cause that that shit can go sideways real quick, real quick. So uh, that's all I got. Especially man, it's the summertime too, so you know people are a little more, a little more active. Being yeah. out there, so yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta watch yourself out here. Yeah, de- definitely need to watch yourself. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that is uh pretty much all we got for today's episode. Like I said, it's uh past midnight, twelve twenty-two a.m. So I'm going and uh <laughs> going to get out of here. But as always, man, give this podcast a listen. SoundCloud, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Google Play, send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. Follow us on social media at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page as well as the Instagram page. And you can follow me on Twitter as well as Twitch at Serial Sensei. And that is all we got for you guys today. So thank you for listening. And as always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, We will be there to talk about it, and until next time, we will catch you guys later.